Are we ready? Do we? Let's fuck this pig. Are yeah, we? Are we like recording? We are. We've, We've been, been recording. recording. What are we recording? Yeah. Well, let's just jump into it. We are the History Boys. I'm We're the Tyler. History Boys. We're the History Boys. Yeah. I'm. History you heard boy. the theme song. Yeah. You know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jerry. I'm a History Boy. Jerry's a History Boy. Chris is a History Boy. I'm Chris. Uh, I'm Zach. Uh, I'm also a History Boy. Dope. All right. So. Uh, and so are you. You're a History Boy. Who are you? Yeah. Ted Cruz. Oh, oh, who, me? Oh, no, I, I saw him, Tyler. I fucking hate that joke. It's <laughs> a bad joke. Um, it's not a bad joke. If you say if you say a bad joke in repetition, it's hilarious. That's like our <laughs> signature style. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Talk about a sticky situation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Call back. And here we go. We're off to the races. Jerry, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, this one actually comes from uh, a friend of the show. We uh, have friends? Yeah. Uh, this comes from Jacob Morgan, oh, hey, who Jacob. is a friend of the show. Hello, Jacob. I know he's listening. Yeah. He's Tyler's best man at his wedding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and at, at my bachelor party. Was it my bachelor party that he... No, uh, it was on your wedding. Oh, okay. That, that he mentioned this story to you. Yeah. And uh, it was... Uh, it, it was a pre-History Boys situation. It was. Um, if I remember correctly. So, I be- um, well, I be- yeah, I, be- I believe so. Yeah, we yes. hadn't recorded any episodes you just yet. Like, planned on we didn't it. even have a name. You were just like, I want to do a History yeah, Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before we did anything. And he was like, dude, this is a really good story. And I kind of kept it in the back of my brain. And I read uh, the book, Endurance, uh, which is our source for this. And it is fantastic. And I recommend it to anyone. And yeah. Yeah, if you're familiar with uh, the book, then you know what the subject is. Yeah. We're doing Ernest Shackleton. Yeah, and the uh, Voyage of the Endurance. Ernest Shackleton. Yes. Well, and you know, honest dance. I was... Dance. Is that right? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I I was going to say, I I was going to say that, uh, you know, typically I'm a a huge fan of Ernest. I've seen, you know, uh, when, when, you know, he saved... Uh, Christmas. Uh, Ernest, oh, Ernest scared stupid. Yes, yeah, stupid. Uh, um, he got the electric chair. Yeah, and he got powers from and it. And then there's the one where he got uh, stuck in Antarctica. And yeah. And, and yeah, well, and that's what I thought this was, and I was really pumped. I was like, "Hey, Vern, I'm stuck in the Arctic." And then, and then here we they are. Should it's make not the same guy. Is that guy? Still no, alive? Jim Varney's no. very dead. Yeah, dude. He's a guy. Jim Varney doesn't seem like a guy who could have lived a long time. No. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he wasn't gonna make it. To he me. was hard living, man. Was he? I don't know. I mean, look at I'm it. just. I was making. What did he die of? Um, I think lung cancer. Uh, a bus. Oh, him. Okay. <laughs> How do you think he gets sorry. that sultry tone for the Slinky Dog? Maybe in Toy in Story. I'm sorry, Jim Barney's, uh loved ones. I didn't mean to make light of his unfortunate passing. Oh. Yes. But thank you, Chris. He was hard, hard living, and you know, you know it. <laughs> they so, know better than we do. Yeah. So, Ernest Shackleton, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> the year is 1914, and Ernest Shackleton has just set out on a voyage to be the first to cross the Antarctic continent. But it wasn't to be. His ship, the Endurance, was devoured by the unrelenting ice packs of the most hostile place on Earth. This story is about his steadfastness in the face of failure, his leadership survival, courage, heroism, and unrelenting endurance. I I actually didn't know the Arctic was in White Center. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Arctic, Tyler? We're talking about the Antarctic, the South. Uh, 
Oh, so he wasn't going there to find Santa Claus at all. No. Anti Arctic. <laughs> yeah. Reverse Arctic. He yeah. was trying to find Anti Claus. Yeah. <laughs> he takes presents the, away from children. The, <laughs> the Anti Claus. <laughs> when Ernest Shackleton was 16, he left the boarding school that, that his parents put him in and he joined up on a British Navy boat and, like, instantly just started, like, Digging the vibes, eating the lime juice, the whole thing. Yeah, like, you know, traveling the world, man. He was a born adventurer. He went with Robert Scott to Antarctica as well. And they their mission was to go just to the pole, to the South Pole. And they got 400 miles away from it, and they had to turn back. And I guess Robert Scott wasn't a super good leader. Like, he wasn't great. Like, okay. by most accounts, he was kind of an asshole. I Robert... I expect as much seeing as he wants people to go to the Antarctic with him. Like, <laughs> you, what, you guys what, want to cross the Antarctic? This yeah. was this was kind of like the last age of exploration. Yeah, just like there's and one also, current continent nobody's crossed. Yeah, because it sucks. It's like the last frontier. Yeah, I don't and, know. I just feel like if there's one girl left at the party, it's usually for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I can't help but think that. Or guy, or guy. I'm just saying it could go either way. But you know, oh, I've been that guy many times. Oh, I've been that guy. <laughs> I've been I that just girl. can't help but think that uh, <laughs> that uh, Scott was like so much of a hard ass dad that like Ernest Shackleton annoyed the shit out of him. He's like, you know what? We're turning around. Well, actually, I'm not going to the South Pole. You're not far off. Actually, he told Shackleton that he didn't like his face. <laughs> and he told Shackleton to go back. And, like, it hurt him so much that six years later, he himself took another stab at making it to the South Pole. This time he, like, took, like, ponies with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, ponies. ponies? Yeah. He made it 97 miles away from the pole before he had to make the agonizing choice to turn back. Should have brought and horses. <laughs> 97 miles is not far, like in the grand scheme of things. Now, Shackleton had failed twice, and it really weighed on him, especially because they were eventually beaten to the South Pole by the Norwegian explorer Roald Amundsen. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. He's Norwegian. I can't pronounce almost dick. any of that. Oh, yeah. I kept trying to shoot that dog, but it was actually a thing. Wait, what? Remember the, the Norwegian? Thing. Yeah, it's moving on. <laughs> the thing. I, I got oh, the it. Movie, the, the movie thing. The Thing. Yeah, the John beginning. Carpenter. Oh. Like one minute in that movie, Norwegians are shooting at a dog. But that dog had aliens inside him. That dog was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought that the aliens were inside of him the whole time. He I just don't. didn't know it. Aliens were, they're all over the place in that movie. And that's one thing they that I want you folks alien. to take away from this, is that the aliens are inside you already. Maybe... Maybe your loved ones are aliens and they're going to turn into like weird creatures and kill you. I was I, <laughs> the thing. I, I was going for a more like you know like the the strength was inside you. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was kind of like. And then Chris turns went, out the no. alien was in you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Ridley Scott was trying to say in his film. He's like, you can't. You really, Ridley <laughs> and Ridley <laughs> Scott. <laughs> what are you talking? He's talking about aliens now, yeah. rather than the thing. And then I did a hard turn to, to try well, to flip the table. Aliens. All right, he didn't well, do aliens. Alien. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Okay. okay, it's starting to make more sense now. <laughs> but boy, you really jumped off the the dive, the high dive on that. I one. did my grease joke early this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, Norwegian man. listeners, uh, please let us know what you think of uh, Raw. Uh, 
Amundsen. Or yeah, see, he can't do it either. Yeah, Roald Amundsen. I'm not Amundsen. white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that kind Ray of white. Ray Assman. That's nice. what I'm calling him. Ray Assman. There's, there's two kinds of men in the world. I got a 50-50 that I'm right on this one. <laughs> So Shackleton was a middle-class guy. He was well-liked, and by all accounts, he just had a a magnetic personality. Romance, man. Yeah, he absolutely was. And, like, his face was, like, kind of scarred from being in the Antarctic those other two times. So people could see, like, the adventure, like, on his face. They're just haunted. He's like, you know what place sucks? Antarctic. Been there twice. Yeah. Want to go again? (laughs) (laughs) He married, he had kids, etc., you know, but... Soon, the pull to adventure overtook him once again. He hated his wife. <laughs> yeah. He's like, when are you going to take line. out the trash? He's like, I got to go back to the Arctic. Like, I got to go to the Antarctic. Oh, my God. Is he saying Arctic each He time? keeps saying Arctic. It's so much easier to say. Antarctic. 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 Antarctica. Antarctic. Uh, Thank you. It's, it's my aunt, Arctica. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's where ants come from. Good yeah. job. No, no, Zach, no. <laughs> have you, have you ever been there? Then you I don't know. Penguins and seals and stuff, but not even inland. Like How do we know edges. he wasn't trying to go there to get all those sweet, sweet ants? <laughs> Miles okay. under the ice. <laughs> there happens, that's where fire ants actually come from. Antarctica. It's kind of an ironic thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's not happy. <laughs> So we found a Norwegian shipbuilder that turned the construction of Shackleton's ship into a bit of a pet project. Uh, because this kind of ship, he was going for a wooden ship. Those wooden ships at this time were on their way out. We're starting to build metal ships now. Because they're objectively better. Yeah, uh, but it, it was kind of like the last of its kind. And so like they got these master shipbuilders to come in and make sure that it was... You know, had armor on it for the for the Antarctic and and whatnot. It's made out of really strong wood. Wait, was the armor metal? Chainmail. Um, <laughs> I I'm not really gonna get into the minutia of how it was built in endurance. They kind of get into that. Okay. Uh, it was a really strong wood. There's their ship was objectively stronger than most wooden ships of the time. Strong, is what I'm just but not say. stronger than a metal ship. They actually got the boat no. to be humiliated by a really hot chick, and it just made the wood so hard. This was was this this was Anybody after else? the Titanic, no. right? Oh uh, yes, it was. Yeah, they were like, yes, "Fuck that metal shit." Yeah, we're going old school on. We're this going one. wood. We're gonna crash into an entire continent of ice. Yeah. It'll be fine. So Shackleton christened the boat the Endurance. It was named the Polaris, but nah, he called it the Endurance. Lame. Well, no one could decide whether it was going to be the North Polaris or the South Polaris. And he was like, fuck it, it's the Endurance. South Polaris. (laughs) He wanted to name it the Kraken, and everyone was all pissed about it. (laughs) Timely, Chris. Seattle hockey. Now, there's a legend that Shackleton ran one of the most famous ads of all time. Here's what it said, verbatim. Men wanted for hazardous journey. Low wages, bitter cold... Long hours of complete darkness, safe return, doubtful. Honor and recognition in the event of success. Hell yeah. That sounds like the worst grinder profile (laughs) ever. (laughs) To be honest, you had me at low wages. (laughs) (laughs) But that's most certainly bullshit. 
he was reasonably re- reasonably famous, and he got like five thousand applications anyway because people kind of knew who he was, and there was really no record of that ad ever being placed ever, or or him ever taking out an ad. There's no record of any of that. It was that ad, quote unquote ad, was in some book that was published. I, I think it was like the late 1800s of like the greatest ads of all time. Okay. Or late something 1800s. like that. Yeah. So like it was essentially before this. It was, yeah. It yeah. was a meme. He yeah. got, he, they, it, it was like a meme or like a clickbait article of the time. I want to say it was late. It, it was definitely turn of the century. Something like that, that this like book was published with like all these great ads. Anyway, probably bullshit. Like 99% sure that it's bullshit. The wages were good. Yeah, <laughs> they were fair for it was the time. Ex- it was verbatim except high wages. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Although were, I, I don't really know how much they were paid. Could still be low wages. I would say based off the outcome of this, not enough. Not enough, <laughs> yes. So we started interviewing these applicants, and his interviews didn't really last longer than five minutes, and he would kind of hire people like based off of like their face or like <laughs> what they said in response. Like... You know, isn't uh, what you said in response how most interviews go? Yeah, but like he would like make a joke and like Mm -hmm. what you'd say in response, or sometimes he'd be like, "Can you sing?" I was like, "I don't, I guess." And he's like, "Just want to know if you'd be able to shout with the boys every once in a while." (laughs) And he's like, "And it's like, yeah, I can do that." And he's like, "You're hired." He's like, (laughs) "Cool enough. Show me, show me your dick." (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's what's your favorite animal? (laughs) And he's like, like, "I don't know, frog." Frog is wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a sign. How many reference. how many ping pong balls can you fit in a VW Beetle? So essentially, what I'm saying is, his children went on to write the interview process for Google. <laughs> yeah, just the weirdest fucking interviews. Yeah. So some of these guys that they brought along, I'll, I'll just inter- introduce a couple of the uh, like major ones that we're going to talk about. Tell us about the boys. Oh, they're back in town. There was a crew of 28 that he would eventually take. A couple of them, I'll just mention real quick. Uh, Frank Wilde was his second in command. There's a lot of Franks in this story. I don't know how they kept it straight. Maybe I think they called each other by their last name. I think name. they were all just Frank with each other. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Worsley was the captain of the Endurance. And I'll kind of get into what their plan was. Because Shackleton was their leader, but... Like, Worsley was the captain of the ship. And th- th- this will make sense a little later. Lionel Greenstreet was his first officer. Uh, Tom Crean was his second officer. Lionel Greenstreet? Sounds like he would come out with a fucking fantastic R&B album. <laughs> right? <laughs> and actually, most of the story kind of comes from... Sex James with Lionel Greenstreet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from from their diaries, and Greenstreet actually had a really good diary that survived and uh, pulls a lot of information to this story. Hubert Hudson was uh, his navigator. He's kind of a military guy. Alexander Macklin and James McElroy were like the doctors. They were surgeons. And the crazy part about this is like they just got like these prestigious licenses to perform surgery. But they were frauds and they didn't want to have to operate because they know they'd be found out. (laughs) No, they were not frauds. Frank Hurley was their photographer, and we're actually going to post some of his amazing photos on our social media as well that did survive this trip. Unfortunately, none of those photos uh, are of the voyage. They're all portraits that he did 
before and after the voyage, but they're really nice. <laughs> kind of haunting some of those pictures. Oh yeah. Oh, they are. They're Crazy, really fucking grim. Well, and you know that like they're like freezing to death in some yeah. of them. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, he's, he's like, you starving? You freezing? Let me like, get a snap. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Ord Lees was the storekeep and a motor expert, and they had a motor. Uh, they had like this motorized thing that ended up being useless, but he was also a military man as well. He kind of knew the inner workings of how to be on a ship. Oi, uh, I understand the steam engine. I made a steam powered <laughs> monkey out of brass. And they're like, good enough. <laughs> there was Harry Chippy McNeish. He was a master carpenter. He'd make all these, you know, retrofitting and, and he'd fix up the boat all the time. There was Charles Green. He was the cook. He was kind. He people kind of thought he was like a little bonkers, because he was totally disorganized in his kitchen. He was kind of a weird dude, and he spoke with kind of a high voice because he lost a text testicle in an accident before this. So like every other <laughs> chef. Yeah. So he was the Gordon Ramsay of his day. <laughs> also, this trip is fucking raw. Yeah. Yeah, right. just eating, eating fucking just raw penguin meat. He's like, finally some good fucking food. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, they were from all over the place too. Most of them were English, but we had we had a lot of Irish people. Frank Worsley was a New Zealander, and so was Green Street. By the way, uh, hello, our New Zealand listen, listeners. We got I a guy you. from your country in it. There, yeah, there, there's a there's a bunch of them out there. I, I see them, and that's really cool. I think yeah. that's awesome that they listen to our show. Thank you so much. There, there were Scottish and Australian. There was even an American, although he kind of claimed to be Canadian. I would. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of what some things want never to do. change. Yeah. <laughs> He was traveling abroad. <laughs> uh, Alexander Macklin was actually Indian. Okay. Which is interesting. Which is pretty much British at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So the original plan was this. Sail south uh, from Buenos Aires, because they would sail from England to Buenos Aires. They would stop at the whaling station on the island of South Georgia, which is the southernmost whaling station in the world at this point. Where is that connected to? Just so I can build the picture in my mind. Antarctica. Oh. Yeah. Then they would venture through the ice packs of the Weddell Sea, which is a very hostile place, as very we find out. Very wet sea. Yeah. They would cross the 1,800 miles of the Antarctic continent and make their exit on the Ross Sea on the other side. And what the what the endurance would do is they drop off a, a group of six men that were that were gonna do that overland trip, and then they would go around Scoop and pick them up. them up. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sad that I don't have a good David Schwimmer impersonation <laughs> for the Ross Sea. Like, <laughs> 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 we'd all be Ross. Yeah, we uh, you know the dictators of the world are Monica's, but other than that. Everyone's, we're all we're all Ross. Yeah. Everyone's Ross. Yeah. Everyone's Ross. There's there are no, no such, Chandlers. There's no such thing as a Joey or a Phoebe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone either. wants to be Chandler because he's a funny one. I only know about it from uh, reruns and syndication when I was a child. So, yes, yeah, because so, it was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So and by child, I, I wanted to watch The Simpsons, but it was yeah. It was if you wanted to watch, not on. If you wanted to watch four episodes of Simpsons, you had to watch it sandwiched between episodes of Friends, Third Rock from the Sun, and uh, King of the Hill. 
Yeah. In the late I 90s. I love King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. The only times to do this trip in the Antarctic is during the summer. And the Antarctic summer is from November to March. And March is pushing it. You have to end by March. You start too early, you start too late, and you're going to die. <laughs> it, it will kill you. There's just no way you're going to make it. And they just it. walk across the ice? Yeah, you walk across the, the barren, you know, ice-filled, blizzard-ravaged desert that it is. But think about all the delicious penguin that they is it uh, Not on the inland. Is it, like, mountainous, or is it, like... It is treacherous. And we'll post some, like, modern-day pictures of the interior of uh, Antarctica just, just to show you how... Because I know it's cold as shit. ...awful it can be. And but it is rough terrain. Yeah. Rough Those pictures... Terrain. That we're posting will just be pictures of glasses of water, like lukewarm <laughs> water, because, you know, we're in a bit of a situation. Modern times. Yeah. yeah. Modern times. Yeah. Yes. They took with them 69 sled dogs and the 28 men. And a lot of these men were like scientists, doctors and sailors and just general adventurers. And they needed to bring scientists with them to like legitimize the trip so Shackleton could like fund it properly. They were puppets. Uh, sort of. I mean, they were interested in, in going to where man has pretty much never been. Well, they, they were hoping that they were going to Frankenstein someone. They're like, <laughs> three of these guys are going to die. We're going to make them one super cool guy. Also, 69 sled dogs. Nice. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, I know. Oh, wait, how, how many sled dogs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, they were supposed to have 27 men with them. But who was the 28th? His name was Percy Blackborough, and he was a stowaway. When they went to Buenos Aires, they like there's a couple of guys kind of helped him aboard and like hid him in a closet, and, like fed him food. But then like they had a pet. Yeah, but then like he was found out, and like Shackleton was furious, and like he like berated him and all all this stuff. He's like, and he and he even told him he said, if we ever get to a point where we're starving and we need to eat somebody, you're the first. Dope. Nice. He was like, I'm only escaping onto the boat because I hate my wife and kids. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. And Did then just at that moment, friends? they connected because they both, they, you know, they both. I making it. a lot of hating your wife jokes. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is right after he said that Shackleton became a family man, he immediately wanted to escape to the Antarctic. Okay. That's the only reason I'm making I love my wife. Okay. I, I could cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Have. I've never tried to plan an expedition to the Antarctic. That's a great point. Well, only not, Palm not Springs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and only for a weekend. A long weekend. It's not the same thing. Like a Thursday to Tuesday. Yeah, it's that's not even so clearly not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not willing to put myself in death's way in order just to not be in the house anymore. Palm Springs. He just is wants very a quiet place to do Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. Why? Did he stow, like, did he know where they were going when he stowed away? I don't know why he stowed away, but, uh, I mean, adventure. The call to adventure, you know? I feel like... Those days, those were the heroes. There were no movie stars back then. The adventurers and the explorers, those are the heroes. Oh. And these are, like, some of the last people that did this. I want to be in the moving pictures, except they don't have moving pictures, they just... The moving pictures were just your life. But there was no, like, (laughs) Like there was no, like, legit movie stars. You know? It was the adventurers. Yeah. What about Charlie Chaplin? Well, he he existed, but but it was like... I I know, I get what you're saying. He wasn't a star. I'm I'm splitting hairs. You didn't want to be 
a star yet. You know what I mean? You wanted to be famous for going to the ends of the earth, you know? Being all heroic and shit. Exactly. Yeah, fortune and glory. On November 5th, 1914, the Endurance landed at the whaling station on South Georgia. Now, the whalers, although they partied with the Endurance crew like nice. all the time, they actually tried to talk them out of going any further south until next season because it was a bad year for the ice pack. They're just noticing a lot more ice down there. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's a bad year. You should probably just wait. They're they like, should have gone in 2020. Yeah, yeah right? It's <laughs> like, none now. Um, and also, I, I'd imagine, you know, they just like partying with them, you know? They're oh, like, they did. You they're guys like, are cool go. guys. I We're cool party. guys. We don't want the party to stop. Oh, you know? dude. Actually, real funny story. Hubert Hudson, he actually fell for a practical joke. So the crew, like, told him that there was going to be a... Which one was Hubert Hudson again? Sorry. Hubert Hudson was their navigator. Okay. So their navigator. <laughs> and he was he was kind of, like, kind of a doofus, and he yeah. fell for a lot of jokes. But they told him that there was a costume party at the whaling manager's house. Oh, nice. And so he, like, kind of, like, from, like, he put a sheet over his head. So I'm thinking he was, like, trying to be a ghost, but then he put a teapot on top. Maybe it's something from the time, I guess I yeah. just don't really understand. Or he's just a zany guy. Yeah, and and so, like, they rode him, like, in a rowboat from the Endurance to, like, the whaling camp. It's freezing balls down there. And he walks up to the house and opens the door and, like... There's no one else that's well, dressed. And I think uh, the, the he's issue, the only one in costume. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> well, no, the biggest issue was he showed up with the white sheet and like all the other whalers were black guys. And so <laughs> oh. they were pretty pissed off, naturally. And then when they took the sheet off underneath just to cover up his face, he put on black shoe polish. So it was like a double offense. <laughs> a double whammy. <laughs> yeah, it was a double whammy. They were super mad. Luckily, he was a super cool guy and, you know, won him over, but... Although they were also... Bad... They were also perplexed by the teapot. Yeah, they were like, what is... What kind of the racist shit is the... that? <laughs> yeah. this racist-ass teapot on your head. Racist... We don't know why it's racist yeah. yet, but I'm sure it is. Yeah, there's some new level. Yeah. <laughs> That's advanced racism. So on December 5th, the crew set out, only to meet more of what they would soon come to understand as their enemy, the ice. The endurance burst through the ice packs in the 24-hour daylight of the Antarctic summer. And what they would try to do is they try to kind of miss the ice packs. They would kind of try to miss them, but like, Worsley kind of really liked the feeling the ship had when they just like plowed through them. Cool. And, like, everyone else is like, take it easy, dude. And he's like, I don't know, it's kind of cool when we, like, slam into it. And it's I like, get it. it's freaking yeah. everyone out. It's it's such a, it sounds badass. That's just such, such a Jacob Morgan thing to do. <laughs> yeah. No wonder he likes this story. Yeah. Worsley is one of my favorite characters in this whole thing. He is, he is incredibly awesome. I really hope he didn't approach sex the same way. <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think any of these guys approached sex in a way that would be okay. Five minute interviews and then it was just over, slamming into the ice as hard as they could, <laughs> escaping their families. <laughs> these guys, these guys were real in and out boys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so nine slow days in, they were met with the old glaciers, and these are the ones that like don't really go anywhere. The walls are those. high and steep, like they look like cliffs' edges, and some of them were higher than like the ship's mast. And it's incredible to like look at these pictures uh, of 
how much ice and how big it all is, and it dwarfs the boat. It, it is truly incredible. Well, you know, that much ice, I'm going to make myself another drink. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Yeah. Someone has to be using that ice to make cocktails. That's all I'm saying. And back like, then, who wants another margarita? With extra salt. Oh, yeah. We're back there? <laughs> Soon, however, the Endurance couldn't smash through the pack any longer, even under their coal power. It was a coal-powered ship, and they could race sail, but it was, it, their coal power is what pushed them. And the ice, after a certain amount of time, because there's a lot of, like, loose ice on the top that's, like, slush, and soon, like, because it gets a little hotter and a little colder, that it formed around the boat and, like, turned to concrete. Around the boat, oh, and they got this delicious candy shell around the boat. Well, it is summertime, you know. Yeah. yeah. So they they kept like they're like ah shit. What what are we gonna do? So Shackleton knew that they couldn't just walk. They couldn't just get out from there and walk the distance. They couldn't just take off from there. It was way too far. They can't go the distance. Yeah, it would add a month to their to their time frame, and they're like, ah, oh, dude, a month is too much breathing room. There's no way we're going to make it if we just start here. So, he decided that they were just going to wait and see if the pack opens up so they could get through. Seems logical. I mean, I mean what yeah. else are you going to do? Honestly, right. they're the experts. I don't know nothing about this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those whalers did say it was a bad idea. But, I mean, they... Come on. Are you going to turn around? Whalers. Are you going to turn yeah. around at that point? If a whaler told me something... I'd be like, nah. <laughs> you kill whales. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, My whole thing is usually you should listen to the fucking locals. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a really good point. That's a great point, too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And also, like, you know, you can talk all your whaler smack that you want, Chris, but I got a bunch of lamps at home. They only run on blubber, and there's no other place that I'm going to be able to get the stuff I need to keep keep my house warm and lit. That's I don't know point. what century you're living in. <laughs> like, how else am I supposed to keep my house uh, warm and lit without whale blubber? Yeah. Question. Have you guys actually eaten whale? No, I never have. It's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. Do you just eat the blubber? I don't know. I had a, I had a whale burger in Norway, and it was fucking awesome. I had fermented shark in Iceland. Nice. I would give that shot. I give that shot. So, like, saying it was gross... It was like that weird, like, what do you call it? Like, it's that stuff, it had it in more flavor than anything I've ever had. It's like lutefisk, or? I think so. Well, yeah. like, it, like, it forms like a jelly. Like yeah. a no, 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 no. You're was... not talking about the pea shark, where they literally, like, ferment it in urine, and it's supposed they to be like... A, I would I, eat it. It's like <laughs> an Icelandic delicacy, quote-unquote. But yeah, they, like, don't they piss on it and bury it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> I ate that. No, no, like, seriously? Seriously, th this is a thing. And yeah. it's, it's sterile. It's I mean, supposed to be it. like one of the That's most true. like vile things on the world. You only bury oh. things that you hate and hate, and then things that you love. And so You gotta be passionate about something to bury it. Yeah. That's true. Like all the people you murdered. Yeah. All the people that you loved. <laughs> and had to murder. Yeah. Because they you were too beautiful for this world. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pillow time. <laughs> it's when you bring it down on their face. Fucking then Gacy must have loved a lot of. Oh, he loved those boys. boys. <laughs> he loved them too much. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so there wasn't a lot for the men to do aside from their shared chores, and everyone shared in the chores, including like the surgeons and like the scientists. 
everyone had to do the ship's chores, including Shackleton. So they busied themselves doing other things, because they only had to really work like three, four hours a day. I like that. Yeah, so Frank Wilde, the second in, in command again, he taught the rest of the men about the dogs and how to drive the sleds, because not a lot of them knew how to do that. So you'd take them out, and like, like Shackleton looked at them, and he was like, Oh, God. <laughs> like, these guys suck. <laughs> they suck <laughs> at manning these sled teams. I'd rather it, just... It would have helped if he interviewed properly. Yeah. Well, they learned. It's like, I should have asked if you can run a sled team yeah. instead yeah. of, can you, uh... Sing or Can you what shout with the boys? Yeah, can you shout with the can boys? Can you put... How, how many eight balls can you put in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> If it's if it's less than one but more than four, you're out. No. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Crean, he looked after the four newborn puppies they had oh, while they were on the That's adorable. Yeah. I wanna be that guy. Yeah. That well, would be great. Yeah, I know it changes. <laughs> the rest of the men, like they would they would go with like teams of like two or three, and they'd go and like hunt seal and penguin that they found, and they'd have to butcher it immediately. Because if they did it, if they did it in the wrong way, they would get frostbite all over their hands. Oh, God. It was, mm. it was this cold, you guys. Like, I'll, I'll tell you more about temperature. Even with gloves on? You gotta, you gotta butcher those penguins post-haste. Yeah, and this, like, the second they had it, like, there's, oh, there's actual... Oh, wait, okay, there's I get film, it. There's film of them, like, chucking, like, these big slabs of meat onto, like, their, like, their store place. Yeah. And they're just frozen solid. Absolutely frozen solid. And, and if you had to go pee, you'd have to go out with another guy because one guy would pee and the other guy would take a tiny hammer and then hit the tip of your dick and it would break the pee. <laughs> yes, it would shatter your dick. Yeah. Well, you, you have to shatter it before, you have to shatter it at the right moment. Yeah, but so, everybody fucked it up and by the end they yeah, all had shattered dicks. Their dicks were just shattered. <laughs> so they brought three guns with them. They brought a thirty-eight revolver, a 12-gauge shotgun, and a thirty-three rifle. They had to kind of conserve ammunition. They couldn't just use it for anything. How much ammunition did they have? I don't really know how much ammunition they had, but the name of the game of this trip is conserve everything you can and reuse everything you can. So they didn't want to just use the guns willy-nilly. You can't reuse bullets. It's like yes, Resident exactly. Evil. Yeah, you can well, technically reuse bullets, but they don't have yeah. the thing to do. So yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think of like what predators there would be in Antarctica other uh, than the fucking weather. Uh, the sea leopard is a predatory seal, and they're giant and they're huge, and they do have several run-ins with the sea leopards. Bet you they were adorable though. They're I know. big, dude. Have you ever seen a picture of a sea leopard? No, but I've... We're going to post it on Facebook. <laughs> all right. I, I have been to, to like the, the Fisherman's that. Wharf, though, where they have yeah. all those big, fat sea lion guys. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah, those I love are them. sea lions. Sea lions are adorable. Yeah. Feed them a can so of penguins. tuna. Penguins are rapists, though. Aren't they? So I dolphins? thought they were child You're thieves. You're dolphins. Yeah, you know, dolphins are rapists. Penguins are like egg thieves. Or no, they don't. They fuck their kids or something like that. You know what? It's okay. I, they did <laughs> well, some, they're in the deep south. I'm separating the expect? art from the artist. I still like their early albums, so uh, it's fine. That's great. So they waited and waited and waited for the winds to change, so the ice pack could open up, like the Scorpion song. <laughs> but it never did. So. The opposite were, of the scorpion song. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided they, they were going to try to dig it out, or chop it out, or saw it out, and they tried all of it. Just chop it up? And in 
And in 48 hours of trying around the clock to, to open up a path for the ship, it was no use. Because every path that they would open, it would just freeze over again. Like, the, as fast as they could dig it. It's cold as ice. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, that's, that's one cool iceberg. <laughs> You're cold-blooded. Check it. Only see. they had a space heater. Yeah. They get a bunch Idiots. of space heaters, yeah. and they put it around. Well, they had, they had like... Ways of warming themselves, or or, or like a like a hair dryer, you you know, like whenever something's just a little bit too frozen. You know what they should have done was damage the environment for about like two hundred years and make yeah, there the you point go. where uh, our um, polar ice caps melt. Yeah, or make, put make it, the factories oh, yeah. work around the clock for like just, for like a century. That yeah. sounds like a myth, though. I don't think that's going to be realistic. That's a myth. Yeah, because there's still snowballs in in New York City and in Washington D.C. Yeah, so man-made it's not climate happening. change. Is a myth, and I stand by that. <laughs> I seen to snowball recently. It snowed <laughs> like two weeks ago. Therefore, it's a myth. So after five months of no change in the ice pack, no change in the winds at all, Shackleton had no choice but to ride out the harsh Antarctic winter right there on the boat. So what that means is it's going to be dark 24 hours of the day, and you're going to have some of the most brutal blizzards and storms uh, anywhere on the Earth. I like blizzards. I don't like storms. <laughs> like a blizzard. DQ. The DQ blizzard. Yeah, yeah the DQ. We've talked We've about, talked about this. We've already talked about this. This episode's like sponsored by the DQ blizzard. Um. <laughs> so the expedition may have been lost, but their spirit wasn't. By this time, the men turned an area... Uh, of the ship into kind of a common area where they would take their meals. They'd have costume parties. They'd play jokes on each other. They shaved each other's heads at one point. Ah, Everyone ah, shaved ah. their heads, including Shackleton. And then uh, uh, George Marston, he like put his head in his jacket so you could only see the top of his bald head. Ah. And he painted a face on it. Oh my God. So he was like doing a cornholio. Yeah. <laughs> he needs TP for his butthole. Yeah. They, they would, all uh, do. They would do stage shows where people would get up and tell stories and tell jokes. Oh, man, this is the best part. Yeah, they would have mock trials. Uh, mock trials? Or like shit they would do in the past. Like, uh, Worsley, like, stole something when he was a kid, and they had a mock trial. <laughs> and, like, Worsley, Worsley uh, offered to buy the judge uh, a drink afterwards yeah. or something like that if, if he found him innocent. And the judge went, ha no. These They're guys guilty. are fun. He's like, they he's are like, fun. I like He's like, them. okay, what did you, what do you guys do that you're embarrassed? We're gonna put you on a mock trial. I oh, almost I wish I was on this trip. I stole a I toffee don't. one time. Then he's like, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. What did you do? I, I, I ran after a vandalism. Oh, that's a good one. I raped somebody. They're like, whoa, no, whoa, pass, pass, whoa, pass. whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, what, what, what? It's, it's the 19th century. We're, we're all cool with that. And he's like, no, no, nobody's cool with that. Never. No. And then they all moved on and had a great time. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say which one of the 28 men was, yeah. but I think you guys could find if you do that. I'm sure he was considered <laughs> an able seaman, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. They also had church services, of course, because there were some devout men that were like, these men are, they're so crass, and why don't we do a church service every once in a while? So they did, and they got bored with that. Were there some Irish on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, Shackleton yeah. is the, Irish, right? Correct? Yes, he was. He was indeed. Correct. Cool. Correct. So was he the good Irish or the bad like Irish? Like some of our fans. They're all good. They're all good. We have we have fans in Ireland uh, on both sides. 
uh, I will say. I don't even know how strong those sides are anymore. I don't know how polarizing that is. Hit us up, by the way, anytime. If you want to also uh, give us suggestions for shows, historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say, hey, guys. You're like, cool. your podcast sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then guys, I'll ignore it. But if, yeah. but if you're like, hey, cool, guys, I'll, I'll absolutely respond to you and I'll say, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, if you don't yeah. have anything nice to say, your, I will ignore send it. Send us hate mail because the, uh, the very first hate mail we receive, I want to print it out and have it framed. Oh, it will be framed. <laughs> it will be framed. Now we're going to only get hate mail, though, Zach. Honestly, I, I, I want to frame I want to frame our first <laughs> our first positive email. I want to frame that one. Put that in my house. Okay. And it's it, That's it, fine. it has yet yeah. to come. So. We don't have we don't have any so far, so no. we also have not said our email out loud on the show before. We never so. have. It's only just been in the source notes. I feel like you could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> send us a carrier pigeon too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, send us a telegram. Uh which yep. you still can do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You order them online. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> This okay. is a digression. <laughs> this is a digression that I'm willing to indulge. So I can send you a telegram. Yes, you online. can. Yes, you can. But I have to email them first. You have to email them first, and then they bring you a telegram. Are like, they singing telegrams? No, it's just a telegram. Wait, the I telegram man comes and a hands you a telegram in person. Are you saying you can't get send somebody a singing telegram? You can still send people singing telegrams, but you can still send people normal telegrams and have the telegram man come down and deliver you a message in person. Holy shit, I'm going to start doing this every time I'm on tour. It's like 30 bucks, dude. It's worth that's, it. That's I'll do it. Bucks. That's, I'll, do that's it like, that's I'll do it like one time. <laughs> Once a month. Yeah. <laughs> do they take Groupon? Right. <laughs> Groupon for, <laughs> yeah, for, for telegrams. I have found three singing telegram services in Seattle. That are all open right now. That's great. This is like a legit telegram. But, but like, s- singing telegrams. So I, just, telegram. I mean, I'm, I just feel like you, you think that singing telegrams aren't legit telegrams and that they're the most legit. It's immediately where we all went. There, I actually forgot there were non-singing telegrams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want a singing telegram. I want it to be delivered by a midget or a hot babe. They also had a gramophone. Aboard that they would listen to records, but uh, Worsley, I think it was Worsley, when he, when he was like getting all the supplies together, he said that he needed needles, like a bunch of needles, like a hundred needles, but he forgot to say that they were for gramophones, so they got like a hundred sewing needles oh, <laughs> that they fuck. didn't really Idiot. need. Uh, I thought you were going to say that um, they had one record that they could play, but they were all fucking smacked on heroin. <laughs> and it turned out to be Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. Yeah. Off Actually, the top gun. Play, playing with the boys. <laughs> they were all just fucking just in, in, that, in that sea, that sea of opiate dreams. And that's I, why they didn't get anything done. Actually, one of the records was of Shackleton himself talking about his last journey he had with the ponies. There's <laughs> a record of that. Christ, so yeah. the, talk about masturbation right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he didn't listen to him. What do you want to listen did. to? You don't I want to hear the Charleston. What do you want to hear? I want to hear Shackleton's last voyage. Shut up, Shackleton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they even had Christmas dinner in the cleared section of the boat that they ended up calling the Ritz. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. What they have? The Ritz. Ritz. Uh, crackers. 
<laughs> oh, well, that's disappointing. I mean, they 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 had at this point they still had some some good food. Yeah, we'll we'll get into more of what they ate a little later. I got some questions about that. Yeah, probably probably a lot of seal. What do you think seal tastes like? I Kiss from the rose on the gray. I guess it's Thank not you. <laughs> I was about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not great from what they say. Seals are predominantly fat. Carnivorous. Well, yes. That's uh, they eat fish, yeah. But I guess it's really not that good. Hey, if you're starving, like, yeah. you'll eat a rat. Yeah. I mean, Lord knows I would. And <laughs> have. And will again. <laughs> you're like, DoorDash is late. I guess I'll eat this rat. <laughs> like, they come to the door with a rat halfway down my throat. I'm like, is that a rat? Uh, <laughs> They're like, here's your bag of rats. And you're like, oh yeah, I ordered rats. Charles Green, the uh, cook, also played his own jokes on the men. Like, on their birthdays, he would do the old frosting a balloon trick. What, what is that? So you frost, you frost a balloon, and it looks like a cake, and when you go to cutting it, it just pops. Got him! Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I feel because I feel like frosting a balloon sounds like a very sexual. <laughs> Everything does. To well, you. <laughs> I mean, but frosting the balloon. Hey guys, last night I was out with you know the missus and she let me frost her balloons. <laughs> she frosted uh, my balloons. Pretty clear. I guess you're right. Yeah. What that is? It's windy. yeah. I mean, with with 28 guys on board, like frosting a balloon Man. sounds like. Code for Bukake. Oh, I'm well, and I'm Jesus. sure I'm sure those guys were probably frosting balloons in their quarters in the evening. <laughs> you know, a lot of jacking on that boat. Seamen with semen. Yeah, able seamen. So uh, Thomas Ordlees, he actually found a bicycle on the ship, and he decided to take a ride out on the ice with it. And he kind of went kind of far away, and everyone was like, "Oh shit, where'd he go? He's not coming back." So they organized like a search party to go find him. And he came riding up on his bike, and he's like, "What's up, guys?" Ring, he's ring, like, and ring. Shag- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaggleton was like, "Dude, you don't go anywhere without someone else. No one goes anywhere without someone else." Come he's on. Like, he's like, "I didn't go by myself. I did find a tandem bike. <laughs> <laughs> I put my Babe Ruth rookie card in the spokes, so I always got somebody riding shotgun." I like that he found a bike. Yeah, on he the found ship. a bike on the on the on the ship. Yeah, hmm. super crazy. And the the boat was built like bespoke for the voyage yeah 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 i don't know somebody put a, bu- a bike on there yeah it's probably that uh roused about yeah <laughs> <laughs> i stowaway bike so john vincent uh he was an experienced sailor and he was like a real big strong dude and he kind of threw his yeah, weight around fuck yeah and uh he was kind of kind of a dick to to people like he would like try to get like the best piece of chicken or whatever not chicken but you know he tried to get like the best piece and like get the best seat and like at some point one of the men like complained to Shackleton like this guy's being kind of an asshole and he's kind of shirking his responsibilities and so we don't really know what Shackleton said to Vincent but ever since Vincent was totally on board like he he wasn't doing that anymore <laughs> so who knows he's like listen Vincent I'm gonna, I'm, we're out here on the ice there's no one out here there's no cops anything could happen Anything to you could happen. So, just listen to me. It could get serious. So why don't you fucking, you know, straighten up, fly right, or else you're going to find yourself penguin food, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Verbatim, what he said. And after every meal, they would, like, raise a glass, and they would say, to our wives and sweethearts, and then they would all shout out loud, 
May they never meet. Oh. Pro- oh. Yeah. These Proving guys are having fun. My having point. Fun. Proving my point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All those guys had priors. <laughs> so meanwhile, the temperature would drop to negative 30 degrees. That's cold. And the winds would blow up to 70 miles an hour. Jeez. So you could like straight up blow away. Like if you went up to the deck to like take care of the dogs and shit, you might blow away. Well, that's where the dogs were? Yeah. They were in like cages on the uh, deck of the ship. Oh, sweet baby boys. But they, they they were built for this. Like these are sled dogs. These oh, are not boys. like these are not like your dogs. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> My dogs could pull a very small sled. Like a... <laughs> and not well. Yeah. <laughs> They're going in probably all Probably not in the direction you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Eh, they have their own way of doing things. And although the 24-hour darkness was known to drive men totally crazy, it kind of brought the crew closer together. They kind of just, they they became friends, even though they were kind of from all different places and from all different walks of life. I'd Despite like to, being all Ross. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'd like to think that they were all, like, like certifiably insane, but somehow their friendship, they're all like mad together. Just yeah. like a, it was a real loony bit. Well, they're all like these rough adventurer types. They yeah. knew what they were signing up for. Yeah. They were going to the Antarctic, for God's sakes. Shackleton also had ways of keeping potential troublemakers in place. And we'll kind of get to some of this again a little later. He, he would like separate them a little bit. He would keep them closer to him. Because if anyone had any inkling of maybe this guy isn't cut out for this, maybe this guy won't make it, Shackleton would make sure that those men were the closest to him, so he could inspire them a little bit more. And, and whisper under their ear, this motherfucker, I see that you're dropping the ball. If, <laughs> if you fuck with this, if you if you ruin this, this is, I, this is my third time, third time doing this, and I will fucking leave you out here. I will leave you out here in the cold. <laughs> you will go on a bike ride and never come back. <laughs> no, he was, uh, Shackleton was actually terrified of losing anybody on the on the trip. He did want everyone to survive, and he took great pride and great pains to make sure of that. Just saying. That's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, after months in the cold and darkness, the sun came back gradually, day by day. And when it finally did come back, the temperature would sometimes get as high as 35 degrees and would allow the men to kind of strip down and wash themselves in the snow. That's what they did. They they must have been so stinky before. No one ever took their underwear off. Ooh. Yeah. And rubbing snow on yourself to get clean... Better than nothing. Uh, Is it still a skid mark if it's the whole underwear? (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing it would be. the whole. In this case... It would be the whole... Did they have toilet paper? What did they do? This is interesting. So, uh, going going to the bathroom was a big problem. Taking a piss, not so much, but taking a shit. So you had to, like, go behind, like, like a big ice drift, snow drift thing. They would use the ice Mm -hmm. to wipe their ass, which I could not imagine ever doing. I would imagine that would be cold. That would be excruciating. On your butthole? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, talk about a blue eye. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why I looked at you. (laughs) (laughs) Just shattered dicks and shattered assholes and shattered dreams. So the ice pack did start to break up again, which at first seemed like a good sign. And they even found like a crack in the middle of the ice flow right in front of the ship. And again, they tried to like dig it out, try to saw it out. 
but it just kept freezing and it was still no use. They tried everything to get that ship out and it was just totally stuck. Did they try hypnotism? (laughs) (laughs) Inside, the men could, like when they went to sleep at night, the men could hear the ship groaning like under the pressure of the ice pack because it's literally all of the ice of the continent it moves in its own way under the current and uh, under the wind. So it pressed up against that ship and it threatened to crush it. And so they had to keep sort of digging it out just so the ship didn't get crushed. It was a constant thing that they kept having to do. But then they dug it out and it was fine. No. No. Again, this is why they all needed to have hair dryers. Just melt some of the... <laughs> Space heaters. Yes. Hair dryers. Come prepared, guys. <laughs> Idiots. The endurance at some point, it, it started to lift up, and everyone's like, shit, shit, shit. And they got every, like, the dogs and all the guys off the, off the ship. To see the boat rising. Yeah, and it got... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. And it got it's crazy. Up, and it, like, tilted over, and they're like, oh, no. This, this boat's, like, totally getting crushed. That's one list I wouldn't want to be a part of. <laughs> uh, Harry uh, Chippy McNeish the master carpenter uh he's he couldn't keep up with the repairs of the ship like everything was just breaking all around they started to realize that they were taking on water pretty Ugh. quickly Ugh. and the real nasty part about it is it was deep inside the hole and so you had to climb down in there on your hands and knees in the freezing cold antarctic water and you had to take hand pumps down there and you had to pump it out get down there chippy and so like and so like the guys would take turns going down there and, like, trying to pump it out. But at some point, it just was completely useless. There's no way they could get all that water out. There's one guy before the guy that was like, hey, this isn't working anymore, where he's like, hey, this isn't working. And they're like, no, you're just not doing it good enough. (laughs) Well, and it was round-the-clock shifts. So you'd be up in the middle of the night doing this and then stumble back to your bunk wet, cold, tired, you know, and knowing that you have to wake up pretty soon. Do it all over again. This is not worth Christmas at the Ritz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They were now on October 27th, 1915. So they'd been out there almost an entire year. And it's almost Halloween! (laughs) Yeah. So finally, Shackleton gave the order on the 27th to abandon the ship. So much for endurance. It endured. Uh, At, At this point... Where are they exactly? They're not even on the continent, aren't they? They're no. just trapped in the ice. They're on the ice pack, yeah. Far from actual far, land. Far from actual land, yep, yep. Wait, there's actual land under that? I no, thought, I thought no, there's not. the continent was ice. Well, there is Antarctica? land. There, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Antarctica is land, but everything around it is this impassable ice flow. Oh. Yeah, that's why you couldn't just walk from there. And the magnetism, because you're so close... Because the magnetism will get you when you're that close to the poles. Is that true? I think so. It's not true, Tyler. <laughs> Listen, everyone's got a magnet in their face. Everyone does. It, there's a there's a, a magnet, like a ferrous metal that is in the calcified bones in your face. And what the how, fuck are you talking about? I heard it on a documentary. 
I think it was like uh, you know on Sci-Fi Channel or something. Was, but, was this on the History Channel? Possibly. Was this some, that somebody, is not true. Was this somebody <laughs> that Joe Rogan had on his podcast? <laughs> well, you got to take a lot of Alpha Brain to get it, but it's it's a real if thing. You take a ton of Alpha Brain, you get that magnet in your face. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I'm telling you, like it's how people know what Magnetic North is. It's a real thing. Just Google Magnet Face. I, I just think of ICP's uh, Miracles music video with you repeating Magnet Face over and over again. <laughs> How does it even work? Scientist. It yeah. works because of the magnetism of the poles. They're real close. Anyway. You still know what Magnetic North is. It's it's they They've had compasses for hundreds of years by this but point. But you also have it naturally. So as they were getting the stores and all the equipment and all the dogs off the Endurance, they slowly started to realize this was literally the worst thing that could happen. Like, oh, uh, we don't have a ship anymore. We can't leave now. We are stuck here now. Our boat done sank. Yeah. <laughs> well, it hasn't sunk yet, but, but yeah. yeah. Everyone also thought, must have been a moment of utter disappointment for Shackleton. Like, this was his whole... Thing. This is his dream, really. Because he was a man that like wanted to be remembered by history. If he wanted anything, that's what it was. Now the whole expedition was a failure. There's no way that they were going to cross the continent now. But he totally kept his chin up. He didn't view the ice as, an, as his real enemy. He viewed the failing morale as his actual enemy. So he totally kept it from his men because he had to be the strong one. He had to be the good face. Right. He's like the whole like uh the the whole like boat thing. That's part of this. It's part of the it's That's ki- that's kind of the way he made it seem. Yeah. He's like, I this, planned that. I planned that. This is an escape room. Well, <laughs> he yeah, he, he kind of kept people busy so they couldn't really focus on things like that. Well, he should have convinced them that, you know, this is their new home. So that they don't have to be homesick. It's like That's a good we're we're yeah. already home, guys. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, this is this is our home. We live here now. We yeah. we'll both houses out of ice, and uh, you know, and that boat and make love to the ice. Yeah, and have ice children. Yeah. <laughs> so they lost a lot of food stores in the flooded hole, and some equipment, but otherwise their spirits were kind of high. Because he wasn't anticipating this kind of disaster, though, Shackleton only brought five tents. Because remember, there's only supposed to be six of them. They're supposed to be moving across land. So he only had five tents with them. Uh, Their bedding wasn't a whole lot better. They had 18 reindeer fur sleeping bags, which were superior to the wool ones that they they had. Uh, So men kind of had to, like, draw straws to figure out which ones that they were going to get. There was sex happening on that trip. <laughs> no one could convince me otherwise. You're cold. You think you're going to die. There's dudes sharing fucking sleeping bags. No two ways about it. You're getting naked. You're trying to avoid the cold. There's a boner in a butt. And I know that as a dude with a lady, the boner, you know, the, the spoon boner isn't always the best thing. But I feel like if if I was in a situation where I was getting the spoon boner just as a cur- courtesy, I'd probably just let it slide. <laughs> Quite no literally. early morning spoon boners. Think about how cold it is, Tyler. There's no way. Only There's one way no to way. warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. I'm with Tyler here. <laughs> this is my Alamo. <laughs> this is my uh, uh, little bighorn. 
This is my little big one. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I would say to the dude when I'm spooning him in the butt with, the, with my rock hard direction. So for tent assignments, the crew members who, again, who had previously shown signs of, I don't know, they were with Shackleton. And the other guys, like, he would put Frank Wilde in charge of a tent. He put Worsley in charge of another tent. You know, like, he kind of put his trusted guys. His big boys. Yeah, yeah, with, with the rest his of them. His consigliaries. There you go. Yeah. Because over the winter months that they had stayed there, the ice pack had carried the endurance and the whole pack 600 miles to the north. So they're not even in the same place. Going oh, no. the wrong like way. It, 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 yeah, well, now they're going in the right way. Because they want to get the hell out of there now. Because they, their boat, they can't get it out. Sure. So right now, they are. They actually kind of moved in a good direction. And Shackleton kind of planned for this. He's like, well, the ice pack might take us closer, and I might still be able to get the boat out, and we might be further than we could be if we were on foot. That so sounds like some shit that a guy made up on the spot. <laughs> He's like, but see, the ice, the ice moves, and we move with the ice. The ice will take us where it needs to take us. It sounds us. like that, but it's not. I know. Uh, the ice pack will move faster, and we'll, we'll get to it's that. Like we just need point. to listen to the ice, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you got any secrets, tell it to the ice. She listens. Yeah. <laughs> now, these were uncharted waters. No one had ever been there. And their new plan was to reach... Either Paulette Island or Snow Island, and it was at the tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. You know that big peninsula that sticks out of the Antarctic? Yeah. Towards it was uh, South right America. There. Yeah. That's yeah. going right on right that there. a picture that's going on the Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll show you. And they were going to they were going to find some of these buried food stores that they knew were there from nineteen oh five that had been Buried there for a long time. They're like, okay, well, we might be able to make it to those food stores that are there. I meant, I meant to ask you when I was reading the uh, research, uh, were those left by people that died? Actually, I don't know who who they were left by. Because no one's just going down there burying food. No, they are. Uh, because, really? Yeah, yeah. Because you never know when when you're gonna need it. And people are nice. Well, you ha- you have to do that kind of a thing, and it yeah. and the the cold preserves everything that you have. Yeah. So there's like a bucket of Popeyes waiting for them. Yeah, <laughs> not quite like that. Some Jack in the Box. It was it was probably pemmican, and what pemmican is is it's the ultimate survival food, and what it is is it's uh, pressed fat, and what you do is you you can you can make a lot of things out of it, but what what people normally do with it is they mix it with things. Uh, Native Americans actually have they use a lot of pemmican. Uh, and it's usually, it's made out of a lot of different meats, but you'd mix it with like berries and maybe a little bit of flour and fry it up and you'd call that a bannock. Huh. But pemmican is like the ultimate survival food. So. Like spam. It, yeah, I was going to uh, say, like sort spam. Sort of, but worse than spam. <laughs> yeah, spam's delicious. Spam, it is. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's really You good. know, spam was uh, Terry Jones. The <laughs> spam song. You guys know. What? Spam a lot. Spam, 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 spam. Spam all. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. May he rest in peace. He just passed May away recently. Peace. Yes. <coughs> yeah, Spam Lemma Ding Dong or whatever. <laughs> Terry Jones. I, I don't know what song you're talking about. But then then, then they were going to go from either one of those islands overland to Wilhelmina Bay where there were whaling camps there. Like, whalers came by in the summertime and maybe they could, like, flag down somebody there. But for the time being... They would sleep crammed into these tents. Five tents, guys, 28 men. Five tents, 28 men. So that's 
What five? Uh, that's five per tent, and then an extra three that they sleep outside. Well, they sleep inside. Oh. About six per tent. Yes, yeah. couple of them five. Yeah, that would be terrible. Well, how big are these tents? Not, they're not like the pole in the middle tents. Like these are, these are like these like wire tents that they engineered for trips like this. They could be set up and struck uh, in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's like a person-sized tent. Well, it's a little bit bigger than that, but again, yeah, it was meant persons. for six people. Oh, they had five. You know what I mean? So what about well, puppies? I'd have the puppies in my tent. Yeah, I know. You Get those dogs the puppies the... inside. Dude. Why not? They're well, so warm. So what they exactly. Did, that's they, what they, I was thinking. Well, they actually Snuggly built. Boys. They actually built like these like little ice shelters for the dogs. Oh, so they had something. I'll sleep in the ice shelter with the dogs and be those snuggly boys. Right, and girls. <laughs> and their new camp was called Ocean Camp because they were on literally an ice floe. And they also like a weren't, big chunk of ice. They they weren't really creative guys. <laughs> so. They would periodically go back to the Endurance and salvage what they could. Extra food stores, a couple of medical tools, a couple of books, actually. All of the film that Frank Hurley had shot with his camera, they rescued all of that, too. Oh, nice. And, yeah, which amazingly made it through this trip. Amazingly. Well, because film was made out of bacon back then. (sighs) What? (laughs) The whole time the guys were like, Come on, let me eat the pictures. And he's like, "No, we need to, we need to preserve history here. <laughs> We're so, doing made of bacon. It's just you know, like Looney Tunes when you look at somebody and their head turns into like yeah, like oh, a chicken yeah, leg, yeah. ham. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So while they were setting up Ocean Camp with all their tents and everything, and slowly getting things from the Endurance, like McNeish was like pulling out nails one by one so he could use them for other things, taking wood, whatever they could find. They were making it more habitable, like, day by day, because there wasn't a whole lot to do other than that. They would read the books over and over again. They would read scraps of newspaper over and over again. Finally, somebody found a deck of cards. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. And they started, like, playing poker, and one guy, like, taught everyone how to play bridge, and it, it became, like, this fascination, and everyone was playing bridge all the time. Didn't they uh, play bridge so much that the cards disintegrated? Yeah. So with, uh, that would happen much later, but they got real dirty. And the reason why they got dirty was from handling them, but also from uh, they would burn blubber as a fuel, and the soot f- or the, the, the smoke would uh, get all over the cards, and we get all over everything. It got all over, all over them. And there was actually a couple of uh, people that, that said... You know, with, like, this layer of, like, grime on their face that they're like, I'm not washing it off. It's going to protect against frostbite. Who knows if it did or it didn't, but... I doubt eh. it. Mm. Well, I mean, the couldn't Native make Americans... couldn't worse. Native right. Americans were covering themselves in grease. I remember, yeah. You know, so maybe it did. I don't know. Just a bunch of blub- blubber boys. Yeah. And it was all black and stuff. So, like, when you see, like, these pictures of, like, the survivors, they always have really black faces. It's not a Justin Trudeau kind no, of thing. No, no, it's, it's because of the burning of the whale yeah. blubber, like, clung to them and clung to everything. Jeez. They actually observe the Aurora Polaris, which are the southern lights. Like the Aurora Borealis, which would be in the what, Tyler? Northern lights. Or the North Where po- would North, those be? North Pole. What the, the, what's another name for the North Pole, Tyler? The Arctic. There you go. There you go. Good job. They did Tyler. it. I did That's it. A gold, gold star. Yeah. Uh, they ste- were steamed hams. Yeah, I was going for that too. <laughs> it's this time of the year. <laughs> Our first one. This part of the country. 
I think. I mean, Jerry walked me right into it. I was just slow. I know. Ultimately, they would spend two months on this ice flow. And what are the total months that they're there at this point? Over like, a year, right? Well, well, they set out. They set out from South Georgia on December fifth, and it's now into November. So, so it's the all, summer's coming back. And this was what nineteen. Well, now it's nineteen fifteen. Okay, so they're not running from World War One. Well, actually, <laughs> before they left, Shackleton asked uh, Churchill. He's like, man, I feel really bad about this. I kind of want to be in the mix with you guys. And Churchill sent him a letter and he said, no, dude, this is as important as the war effort. You have to do this. Churchill was right. I cl- clearly? <laughs> also, he really hated Also, <laughs> did all British white dudes know each other at that point? Because... Famous ones did. Shackleton was Irish, just putting that out there. Oh, okay, well... But you they know. fought on the same side of that war, yeah. so... And he was famous. So if the question is asked, do all white people know each other? Yes, we do. Yeah. If you're famous. If you're famous. I know Brad Pitt. (laughs) You're not famous, Chris. I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Self-made man. So as they watch the endurance slowly get swallowed by the ice, the decision was made to pull the three lifeboats off the ship and pull them across the ice pack as far north as they could make it. So Shackleton called all hands together and he told them, you have to toss everything that's not totally essential. First thing he did is he pulled out a gold cigarette case that he had in his pocket. He took everything out of it and he tossed it in the snow. <laughs> took out the cigarettes and threw it in the <laughs> yeah. snow. <laughs> yeah. Been <Yeah>. there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this year I quit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they did all have rations of tobacco, too, that they would sparingly yeah. use. So like this, of course, this was the time I uh, decided to quit snorting glue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or huffing glue, I think it's the term. Mm-hmm. Snorting glue sounds yeah. more difficult. Throw your airplane glue in the Snorting. <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of glue, you know. <laughs> now, certain exceptions were made. Like, any man with a diary was permitted to take it, and luckily, that's how we get this story, so luckily those diaries did survive. Same uh, reason they kept the photo, uh, photo uh, yeah. film. Actually, the Shackleton didn't want to keep the film, but the rest of the men really did. And thank God that still exists. Yeah, fuck Shackleton. This is a startup. <laughs> Literally, like, I feel like, I don't know, it's like this weird thing where it's like, you can keep your Instagram, you can keep your Facebook, you gotta throw out all the other stuff. Because we need people to know how cool we are. <laughs> like, later on. Yeah. It's just way slower Instagram. Actually, Leonard Hussey, who is the meteorologist, uh, he was permitted to keep his banjo. Although it weighed what? 12 pounds. Yeah, because, because, again, morale is very important. And I guess because yeah. they are in the Deep South, they need the banjo. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That Deep South, you do need a banjo. <laughs> Christopher... I have he, a banjo. He, he tools around with, with the old Must banjo. be a clothes back because... Uh, Weighs 12 pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy. Yep, yep. Well, and in addition to that, did the meteorologist also get to keep his green screen so he could tell him what the weather is going to be? <laughs> <laughs> now, the lifeboats nice. uh, were given names for the trip's financiers. Uh, the James Kidd, the Dudley Docker, and the Stankum Wells. <laughs> Those are terrible uh, so names. the James Cameron, the Dudley Doolite, and the fucking Stank on you? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> also, Patreon backers. <laughs> yes, those are Patreon backers, <laughs> for sure. 
Now, they were too heavy to be pulled by the dogs, so the men themselves had to pull them. And anything that couldn't pull his own weight couldn't stay. So the puppies had to be shot. Fuck Shackleton. Fuck these guys. Fuck I'm all sorry. these guys. McNeish's beloved cat, Mrs. Chippy. No! no! Also had to be shot. I remember you shot in this picture. I was waiting to hear about this cat. So his grave. They shot the cat? Yeah. Couldn't they just toss it into the water? That'd be fine. No! Sh- shooting Damn. is much easier, man. <laughs> No, but on his you know grave, how much I love cats. Yeah, I am kidding. On, on, on Harry Mc, uh, on, on McNeish's uh, grave, he has a statue of Mrs. Chippy Aww. on on his gravesite to this day. Uh, people leave flowers by. You it's know so I love sweet. cats. Wow. I was joking. Yeah. If you want to see pictures of my cats, at Chris uh, Whedon on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just pictures of John Sparkles. Yeah. I, I love John Sparkles. My cat. John Sparkles. And I also my love Miss Chippy and Spaghetti. And my Spaghetti. Yeah. My Spaghetti cat. I just got the big dumb dog. Follow oh, him at a dog named Mac Mac's on Instagram. Is that real? That's real. Oh, I'm gonna. It's all. I'm gonna follow him. I follow your dog on Instagram. Hell's yeah. I follow you. I don't think I follow your dog. My dog's Instagrams are set to private. They live a very private lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, thank you. No, thank you. So at 5 p.m. on November 21st, 1915, the men watched with melancholy as they saw the endurance break apart and sink into the enclosing ice. And within 10 minutes, it was gone as if it had never been there. Like the ice pack closed up, and it was gone. It wouldn't have been so sad if the same orchestra guys from the Titanic weren't on it. <laughs> and they were like, we're going to stay. And they're like, you know, you just walk off the boat onto the ice. They're like, like, we're no, no. going to stay. Yeah. It was a pleasure working, playing with you. Yeah, yeah. What do they say in that movie? Something know. like that. It's, well, Englishmen, so... Yeah. Or orchestra it's, rules. It's kind of <laughs> one of the best things in that movie. It kind of is. Yeah. It's kind of the highlight of that movie. Every Everything that explodes in movies should have an orchestra who are like, nope, we're going to keep going. Remember when yeah. the Death Star blows up and there's that orchestra <laughs> playing? <laughs> yeah. They're all dressed as stormtroopers. <laughs> now, the trudge through the ice packs was arduous to say the least. Because the temperature rose to 25 degrees, the flows became really slushy and really nasty. So you kind of worse. Yeah, you'd step into holes all the time, and like and just descend into the darkness. <laughs> no, like like it'd just be like like walking through a bog. Like you'd stick oh. your foot through it, and all of a sudden you'd just be soaked with ice cold water. You know I'm no and fan of bogs. And you're dragging a boat through it, so it's also like getting stuck in slush. It was awful. They raised so much money for ALS, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm so sorry. There you go. I said something fucked up, therefore I'm implicitly sorry. (laughs) But also, (laughs) just assume, if you're offended by what I said. That joke was on point. It was pretty good. But yeah, like the snow, the snow would form, like it would look like it was sturdy. But it would form like these like thin ice sheets over the top, and you'd step directly into like pools of like, like the cold skin water. on top of pudding. Yes, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, it would look like you could walk across it, but you couldn't. Now I want pudding. Why can't they just make like just the skins? Like on Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah. they did that on Seinfeld. <laughs> Their boots started to weigh more too, so even just walking was harder. Oh, they like, got being so wa- Yeah, being all waterlogged. McNeish actually decided at some point. He wasn't going to go any further, and he wasn't going to obey any more orders. He's like, look, dude, when I signed up, I signed up on my contract that I was going to be a member of the ship's crew. And uh, the ship is gone, and I don't have to obey orders anymore. 
And so he has uh, a great point. Well, well, he doesn't. I actually, love this because Worsley he brought it up to Shackleton, and Shackleton he goes first of all, if you refuse, you're going to stay and you're going to die. Second of all, he gathered all hands together, whipped out the contract, and then read it aloud to everyone, where it said he still, you all still have to obey orders, even ashore, and this may as well be ashore. Technically, it's not so, even ashore. Yeah. So when I was reading like the research, uh, I, I I thought that he had like brought him aside and was like, no, 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 see in your contract, like, like, like you know, like line. No, he busted him out. Okay, so I like everyone. that he busted it out, and I'd imagine it rolled out on a long, long parchment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a scroll. It's not a scroll. Yeah, 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 and it. he got everyone in there. But uh, like, yeah, the, when I when I was reading it, I just to me it was it it seemed a very like like one on one like hey I, okay so like let me put on my spectacles. I know that you think that like you don't have to, but like right here it says you do, and he's like, oh, good call. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but it makes way more sense that he's like calling everyone out. Yeah. In this instance. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wants them all because he doesn't want another guy being like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was on the ship. Screen. Also, like, yeah, where the fuck are they going to go? That's like, yeah, it's just because it was he was so tired. It was so cold. And at some point, your body is telling you, you got to stop, dude. It's a human, natural human. So thing Shackleton was talking about a dying. You know what they need yeah. here? Is an Aguirre style character. <laughs> no, they don't. Shackleton is the opposite of Aguirre. He's the anti Aguirre. He's the anti Aguirre. Oh, you know what they need in this situation? A space heater. Yes. <laughs> or hair dryers. Propane lamp. A helicopter. Uh, Maybe. Oh. I, I crossed. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kobe. We're, we're going to cut, cut that out. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. I didn't even think of Kobe when I said it. But then <laughs> a jet plane? Or uh, maybe just gonna keep naming things that fly. A bigger boat. A giant bird. (laughs) Yeah, giant eagles. Yeah, Yeah. like in Lord of the Ring. A giant flying (laughs) Kobe Bryant. So after five miserable, unbearable, exhausting days, they'd only covered a meager nine miles. Oh, nine miles. One more mile than Eminem. They had to keep setting up, like, makeshift camps just to rest, but then they would strike them. They weren't really official camps. After a, after a while, Shackleton and a couple others, they scouted the area uh, because their way that they were going to go was now impassable. Like, the there was no solid ice flows. So they found a way that they could go, but there uh, there's a few guys that were like, well, why don't we just launch these boats and take our chances? And Shackleton was like, that's going to be our last resort, because if we launch these boats and we go like mad to the west and and northwest and try to hit land, we could also get swallowed up in the ice, and it could be a death sentence. They would pull the boats at night until they couldn't go any longer. And this time, it, it was approaching the end of December, and Shackleton announced, like, look, we found another way. It, it's going to suck a lot more this time. And, oh, talk about morale. And yeah, and he goes, but look, Christmas is going to happen while we are pulling these boats. And my gift to you is all this ice. <laughs> well, he goes, we're going to celebrate it now, and we're going to pull the boats through Christmas. And it was like their first big meal. 
in those five days, like they were just eating rations of like pemmican and shit. Mm. So it was like like their first like legit meal. And they were like, we're going to have to leave some of these stores at Ocean Camp. A lot had to be left at Ocean Camp. And keep in mind that they're on an ice pack, so it does kind of follow them very slowly. So they could run back again and again. But with these boats, it was hard to do so. So they had to find a good place where they could stop. And he's trying to find a place where they could stop. So finally, on December 31st, they could go no further. The ice simply wasn't sturdy enough for them to continue on. So they finally stopped on the first decent ice flow that they could find. And uh, Frank Worsley called their new camp Mark Time Camp. It was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, as if that they were going to be there for a short time. Like, you would mark time because there's nothing else to do. Sure. I thought it was based off his best friend, Mark Time. <laughs> no. <laughs> They would rather take their chances on the drift that would take them further than just walking. Clearly, walking wasn't getting them anywhere. This is becoming a nightmare scenario. Yes. Where you're like, you can, you're, you're walking, but the land that you're moving on is also walking. Right. And then also, you can see your other camp, and if you run back, you can get... This is... It's a couple of miles away, but... but you but you still can still get there. Yeah, you can get there. When you're not pulling a big-ass boat that weighs like two tons, you can get back in a span of a few hours. Is how much those boats weighed? Yeah. I, I feel like these what guys the should be running. Because they, they put their stores and everything in them, so, you know. Yeah. They also had the dog sleds to pull some other stuff. They still had to leave a lot of food stores and stuff uh, behind. I pictured inflatable rafts and one rum ham. No. These are big-ass wooden lifeboats. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to be running. You're going to be walking. <laughs> Slowly. See <laughs> what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah, I did Christopher yeah. Walken. I know. Yeah, I did a thing. Unfortunately, they'd be at the whim of the inhospitable gale force winds and the pressure from the ice pack to break the flow that they were on at any moment. So, like, when I say gale force winds, there's, there's certain levels, and there's a bunch of them, but gale force winds can be anywhere, uh, I, I think it's between 40 and like 75 mile an hour winds. Ugh. And that's, that's like, that's like a, a legit gale force. There's like, there's like softer gale forces and, but after gale, you get to hurricane winds. So that shows you how strong these winds are. They're one step below hurricane. Yes. Yes, exactly. The, the ice pack makes these terrifying sounds the whole time. Yeah. Where you hear the ice crushing, like, all around We're talking you. about some creaking sure, and cracking. Yeah. yeah. As you're, like, trying to sleep at night on top of a piece of ice. It's like Jerry Seinfeld in Kramer's apartment. Yeah. That's, like, six foot thick. You think, like, oh, that might be okay, but then you think about, like, the, the power of the ocean and all that stuff, and, like, the power of, like, Ugh. a continent's worth of ice surrounding you and the pressure that would bring, and you start to get a little freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. like, Mr. Parbles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Come back to that Seinfeld. Yeah, episode. yeah. So Mark Time Camp was much worse. Uh, whenever possible, they would keep going back to Ocean Camp, as I said, and they kept, like, getting, like, food stores that they had left behind, and they'd bring them back. Yeah, they're all like, remember how cool Ocean Camp was? You want to go hang out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back there. Well, and on the dog sleds, because not all the dog teams uh, were shot, just like the puppies. 
Uh, I'm sorry to bring it back up again. I like uh, spilled beer on myself I'm when sorry. you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, not all the dogs were shot, just the puppies. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> and because they only took two boats with them, they went back and they got the Stankum Wells back. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the funniest name it is, I it have is. ever heard. Yeah. You and would think th- that the funniest boat would be the one that they took in the first place. Yeah. Well, the They're, James Caird was was their most seaworthy. They're they're like the James Cameron. Their best yeah. one. Yeah, that right. makes sense. He likes the ocean. Right. Yeah, that guy loves the ocean. <laughs> Stankum Wells hates. Stankum. <laughs> he hates the ocean. I'm gonna and, name uh, my new cat that. <laughs> Stankum Wells. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna name my son that. It. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> uh, but it made all the men feel much better having three boats so they don't all have to pile into two with all their shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted to be in Stankum Wills. <laughs> Jeez. That's the only boat I'd want to be in. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to joke if about If I'm going to die, I'm dying in the funniest boat. <laughs> Put that on your tombstone. They kept hunting uh, seals and penguins whenever they could, but the unfortunate thing was they were forced to leave behind some seal meat. So what what happened was is uh, like Ordley's and a couple others like they'd go out and like they'd find some, and there was actually this one instance where Ordley's was trying to like go out and find seals to hunt, and this massive sea leopard came out of the ocean these again these things are predatory and they're carnivorous and they will attack you and it came directly for him he like ran back and he's like waving his arms and he's yelling at frank wild like get the gun get the gun and like the the sea leopard went back into the ocean and he's like okay maybe it's gone i'm still moving he's still running you know and like all of a sudden, it, like in a video game, the sea leopard like bursts up through the ice, like right at him, because it followed his shadow that's from awesome. underneath the water. Well, that's what they do. Like- yeah, yeah. And so, like, it came at him again. I think it was like, yeah, thirty feet away. Frank Wild like popped it, and they got this like twelve foot long, thousand pound sea leopard sandwich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they made meatball subs out of it. But they got a bunch of food from that. But uh, what happened was, is after this, Ordleys would go and he would get more seals. But the thing was, is uh, you had to take the dog teams out to where you got them so you could bring them back and you could butcher them immediately, right? Well, there was some point where Shackleton said, nah, dude, leave them. And I think that if there's one mistake Shackleton absolutely made, it was this one. And a lot of men thought this too, especially Ordley's, but they would end up being really desperate for food and blubber as well, uh, fuel as well. So it it really turned out to be kind of a disastrous thing to leave those behind. Shackleton, I used to think you were cool. Well, and also... Shackleton's a hero. (laughs) Which which gun did they shoot it with? I I don't really know. I don't really know. the rifle? I don't really know. I would think so. It was point blank, I would imagine it was the 12 gauge, but... Right, I mean, I don't think the pistol would do jack shit to... No, I don't think they used the the pistol very much at all. They were saving it for themselves if things got dire. And even then, you'll make suicide guns. Well, I mean, they had others. We have a hunting rifle, we have a hunting shotgun, and a suicide gun. (laughs) 29 
bullets. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those revolvers. It's one a of big... It's everyone's one of the, name is on each yeah. bullet. <laughs> it's one of the crazy ones for the circus, but we got it for this thing. Hey, it's, I know it says Frank on it, but it's my Frank. So as the weeks and months wore on, the food storages began to run dangerously low, including the blubber, as I said. Ocean Camp was now out of the question. It was seven miles away, and the ice flows were not stable enough to go across. And, like, they tried. They tried a couple of times, and it was not working. There's no way. So that was lost. It was hilarious. Well, no, it wasn't. Whoa! But, but as they, they could still see it, and it was pretty much underwater, too. Like, it was sinking, clearly. Ooh. So Are they all like, that was out. Hey, remember how cool Ocean Camp was? Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oi, look at me. I'm surfing. Like, you ain't surfing. And he's like, I ain't surfing. And then he jumps back. And <laughs> okay. And then he's like, Do you get any pictures? And they're like, No. <laughs> what the what? fuck? I don't know what you're referencing. I put it in my diary. I'm just thinking, like, he's, you know, he's jumping onto an ice flow and then it's sinking down and he's doing like a surfing thing. Actually, uh, okay. funny story, Tyler. Thank uh, you. A they couple literally guys, did that. A couple of guys. Kind of tried to do something like that. They were horsing around, and they're like, "All right, we can we can do this." But don't I'd let be great on the screw. They were like, "Don't don't let Shackleton catch us," and of course Shackleton caught him. He didn't say anything, but he looked like a disappointed father. He like glared at them, and they felt so ashamed because they had so much respect for the guy that they never did anything like that. Shackleton sees everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's the dean. Yeah, oh, he's a crusty old dean. <laughs> They're all just trying to goof around and like do panty rings and stuff. This bra, this bra, bra must better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> Soon, they couldn't with 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 the with the lowering of the rations day by day. You get less and less to eat day by day. They didn't have enough food to feed the dog teams. Oh God, damn it! I know so, where this is heading. Two of the dog teams were shot. God damn it! Now, this is really... I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. This is so sad, and it really pains me. I love animals, and this really pains me. But, like, Frank Wilde took total responsibility for it. He he took the dogs, like, one by one behind these, like, ice drifts and capped them. He said that there, there was a couple that were tough because... Uh, they were all wagging their tails, Aww. and, like, they kept, like, jumping up on him. And, God like, damn him. it. I'm gonna and, be like, honest. That man had some brass balls. Yeah. Because I know dude, that hurt him. I could not do that. And it did hurt him. I and know it, it did. everyone that had to But take the cat it. lived, right? No. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, one of them, it was discovered later, was still alive. Aww. Oh, fuck. And the dude oh. that found it, like, pulled out his knife and, like, cut its throat. Because it was... God <laughs> damn it. I know, dude. I know. This is rough stuff, man. But They like, did what they had to do. They did you they you said that everyone survived, Jerry. Well, <laughs> look. They they still had two dog teams. Again, how many, how many they, they had dogs 69. They, well, I, I don't really know how many is in a team. And I think it might vary. But they still had two more dog teams. The, it, it was always the younger ones that that weren't totally trained. That were the first to go. It, it, yeah, it was terrible. It was rough on everyone, for sure. 
uh, because all of the men had formed attachments with these dogs. They had names. Shakespeare Aww. was a name of one. Like, they, they all had names, and that tells you how close they were with these dogs. It was very painful for them. I'd like to, to think that. Shakespeare was the only smart named one. He was the biggest. He was uh, this big old dog. There's pictures uh, of him. Oh, I thought the most literary guy on the crew was like, I'm going to name my dog Shakespeare. And then another guy's like, I'm going to name my dog Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of this guy who hit me when I was a kid. <laughs> I named this dog Butt Licker because I saw it licking its butt. Yeah, Frank Frank uh, Frank Wild said it was the worst job he's ever had to do ever. Yeah, I had to like go to uh, Antarctica and back, but that was the worst part. See, I respect that. I he did what he had to do <laughs> and it sucked. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I love animals. Well, I guess. Uh... He's he's a better shot than the Norwegian and the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. So cracks were seen in the flow, making it necessary for Shackleton to order a watch every night. Now, a watch, because everyone was tired, a watch consisted sometimes of an hour. So you'd stay up for an hour, you'd go back to your tent, and the next guy would go. But what this did is it made it impossible to sleep. Because dudes coming inside a small tent crammed full of dudes, getting snow and ice all over everybody, and another guy's going, you know, it's just impossible. I can't imagine trying to you sleep need a longer in those, watch. Yeah. In those yeah. situations. Well, and well, eventually they, they, they did fluctuate times and stuff. We'll kind of get to that later as the ice kind of breaks more. But, yeah. And most watches have 24 hours, so. Well, do they have 12? I'll say 12. Uh, 24. Oh, okay, 12. So now boredom was the main killer. Everyone had heard each other's stories <clears throat> multiple times. They'd play the same games over and over, over again. Their cards were disintegrating. They all uh, had to read the same shampoo bottle when they pooped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that time? Yeah, remember that time? Yeah. What they, what they troubled themselves with was wind direction because they, they, they knew that they needed to go north, northwest. Because that's where Paulette Island is. So they were so focused on the way the wind moved in their tent, and they looked at every stitch and everything in their tent, that it it's this condition that, that sailors can form sometimes that they call wind madness, where they <laughs> think about the wind so much that it, it's all-consuming. And so the two things the men talked about were food and the wind. <laughs> So about that wind? About. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wind madness isn't an uh, excuse for wind rudeness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Futurama reference, which yeah. is... I'm going to say a Simpsons reference. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, because of their lowering of rations, all of them were constipated, making taking a shit way more difficult, and wiping your ass with, with ice. Way more difficult. All that was it's way, so way, way fucking more hard to wipe your ass with ice when you're constipated. Well, and dude, you don't want to be out there for too long with your pants down. Yeah. In, in you know, negative degree weather, you know. Also, all of their type fives were the exact same. Like, <laughs> so how about this ice? Yeah. How about this ice? You ever try to wipe your ass with this ice? Yeah. It's pretty cold out. Let me talk about the weather. Also, the, the tears from your eyes and your nose running, it would cause these little icicles to form on your nose. And after a while, yeah, you'd have to break them off. And it didn't, it didn't matter how careful you tried to be in taking these icicles off. 
every time it would take just a little bit of skin. Oh. And so you'd have this build raw up. patch on your on your mm -hmm. nose. Oh, and this would be a daily thing. A and, daily uh, thing. and from the, the, breaking off the ice from the tears, thinking about the girls back home. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would imagine trying to lick that icicle would be very frustrating because you'd always want to, you know, you'd always try to like. Oh, you probably to... your lips would be so chapped. Oh my god! And if you wanted to drink a water, you take your tobacco tin, and you would put some snow in there, and then you would hold it against your body until it melted, and you'd have a little drink of water. Ooh, that sounds kind of nice. That's all you. Would, that's all you can do. That's not nice. <laughs> that's like a pain in the ass. I mean, you know, because it was hard to melt. Because well, the little things, you know. Well, they're cold too, so. Everything is cold. Yeah. Uh, they should have brought a fucking. A, an electric kettle. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> they should be drinking that, uh, that butt wipe snow. That probably got melted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where all the flavor's at. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rations were so low that they were down to one hot beverage a day, which consisted of a cup of hot powdered milk. Ooh. Which. Got more and more watered down as they started to run out of more and more of it. Mm. And uh, you would have a... That was your breakfast with a with a, a lump of sugar. And uh, you would have... At night, you would have a bowl of warm hoosh. And what hoosh is... Not hooch? No. Hoosh. And what hoosh is, is it's an Antarctic food. The only Antarctic food that the Antarctica probably has. And all it is, is it's... Seal meat with broth. <laughs> what is it? Think of the broth. So... Well, the broth is created by the seal meat. Yeah. So, so it's, it's seal meat plus seal you, meat. You, you boil the blubber to get a fire. Mm -hmm. You know, or you, yeah, you burn the blubber to get a fire. You melt the ice and then you put the seal meat in, maybe with a little bit of blubber, and that's it. I like how there's literally one animal like... and you get all your food from that, or penguins. Well, actually, they the problem with penguins is they are. Real small. There's not much to eat on them. You need to get those emperor penguins. Right. Well, and they're, they're no, nowhere near them, but yeah. They have trace amounts of blubber, but they also have trace amounts of cocaine. And that's the reason why they were <laughs> called the original Coca-Cola. Um, and also, than those Coca-Cola commercials. Why do you think they're dressed in tuxedos? Because they're looking fancy doing their rich people drugs. <laughs> Soon, they had to shift their camp a little bit of a distance away from Mark Time Camp. Because the cracks were forming. And they were like, ah. We, we, we can't risk it. So they switched it over. This time they called it Patience Camp. Because <laughs> it's running so low. <laughs> yeah. The, Patience? The, the cracks were forming in more ways than one. Right. There you go. Right? right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So when the blubber and the food problem seemed at its worst, this was February 20th, they woke up, all the men woke up, and the whole ice pack around them was full of thousands of migrating penguins. Dope. And they, like, they didn't use any guns or anything because, again, precious ammo. So they they crept up Choked to them. Choked them out. And they clubbed the fuck out of them, is <laughs> what they did. And uh, they eventually ended up, by February 24th, they ended up with around 600 penguins. Now, that sounds like a lot, but again, these penguins are maybe two feet tall, maybe three feet tall, and there's barely any usable meat on them, and barely any usable blubber. And they're so, adorable. Yeah. What so, are they, mostly feathers? Mostly cuteness. <laughs> These men are monsters. So, so what Puppy you're saying... Puppy killers, kitten killers, penguin killers. It, it bought them a week. Yeah. 600 pe penguins bought them a week. 
It's, it sounds like the penguins was the, the equivalent of like one nugget. And no dipping sauce. That's the worst. That's hell on earth. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no dipping sauce? Wait, Are you what? kidding? Whoa, 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 whoa. You bring me a 10-piece with no barbecue, no bad, sweet but sour. I assume they had dipping sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with gale force winds blowing from all directions, it seemed, because it would seem like they'd wake up one day, and they were the wind was to the south, and then it was going to the north. And they were like, uh, and they couldn't take any measurements because they couldn't see the sun or anything. It, it was too cloudy out. But every once in a while, like the sun would come out and Worsley would, would check their position. Turns out they were moving maybe due north two miles a day. Paula Island was 94 miles to the west. They were moving due north and they knew that if, if either the, there really isn't a strong current in these areas, but they knew if the wind kept blowing them due north, they could miss Paulette Island. Is this talking the Atlantic disastrous. Ocean? Uh, well, this is talking. Well, this is kind of if they if they went due north, they would eventually hit the open sea. And if they hit the open sea, they would hit the dreaded Drake's Passage, which I'm going to get to here soon. Mm. But, but there's no way they could ride that ice floe to Jamaica, right? No, 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 <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Soon it was clear that they had indeed missed their chance to land anywhere near the peninsula. They even saw like an island go by and they were like, we can't do anything about it. There's no way we can, we can Everyone's launch the boats. Everyone's waving from the yeah. shore. You can't launch the boats because yeah. they'll be crushed and you can't move over them because there aren't any decent ice flows to be on top of other than the one that they're already on. So the people on the island were like, hey, the other day, did you see out on the shore those guys that are fucked? <laughs> There's no one on the island. <laughs> oh, I don't know. They, again, they had to move over land to the other side of the peninsula. to Well, Wilhelmina the first Bay, part where they I was talking about them waving at the somebody. island, you didn't stop me, so I assumed there was people on the island no. waving back at I them. I imagine yeah, it was not. a tropical paradise. Right? <laughs> <laughs> me too. Was... So their new plan, their new prospects, because the wind was blowing them also a southeast on some days, but they kind of had a, a bit of a northern current that they could possibly land on either Clarence Island or Elephant Island, which were their last shots. It was a long shot, but it was their last shot. And uh, Worsley, with his limited navigational tools at his disposal, had to keep them on, somehow had to keep them on an impossible northwest course, and somehow land on an island that is a mere pinprick on his map, and they could make no mistakes. Otherwise, they would miss it, too. I mean, I used to I used to ace Womp Rats that size back in Beggar's Canyon. It's not that much bigger. <laughs> I remember you did that. Yeah. If they did miss, then they would be forced into the Southern Ocean, into Drake's Passage. Now, let me tell you about Drake's Passage. They gotta listen to Hotline Bling constantly. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I was thinking of like the the not dragons, the Drake's Passage, you know. The other dragons. The other dragons. Yeah. The, Imagine the, dragons. Imagine dragons. Yes. No, he's like thinking like Drake's Drivers. Yeah, um, I was thinking about Drake, who the rapper. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, he did Hotline Bling, and it was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He was also in the grassy. <clears throat> yeah, I hope you're listening, Drake. Yeah. To our I'm, podcast. I'm, Chris is coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going oh. to drop a diss track any day now. <laughs> <laughs> like Kendrick Lamar. Oh, did he do that to Drake? Well, he, he dissed him in, uh, in um, 
It's uh, spare time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's spare time. No, no, during a... a King Conta. I King Conta, yes. King yes. Conta was that yeah. song. Yes, yes, indeed. This part of the Southern Ocean, and it's, it's, at, the, it's at the very bottom of South America, and kind of where the peninsula of uh, Antarctica, right that spot in between there, are the roughest seas on Earth. At least some of the roughest seas on Earth. These these waves, they they're called graybeards, and they're yeah hundreds of feet high and miles long, so they're cool. inescapable and they are just giant, and they will kill you too, <laughs> you God. know, and they have and they will again. Even cool. the navy to this day is like yeah that place is rough. It is calm ten percent out of the year. Why don't we just? Why are they so angry? Yeah, I know. Well, because it's that it's that passage where there's land and it kind of forces the ocean through this narrow passageway. So the water's like being forced. It's it, it's like a funnel, right? Okay. You you put gentle water into like a, a slim funnel and it comes out really fast on the end, right? Ain't nothing fun about it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. yes. Perfect. I did it. So on March 9th, they're about ready to go back into another Antarctic winter. Everyone awoke, though, to the unmistakable feeling of the ocean swell. That means they could feel it rise and go down. They could actually feel the open ocean. And, like, they're all like, oh, my God, could this be that we are getting closer to something where we could maybe launch the boats if these ice packs separate? And they're like, yeah, because then we could actually do something about our situation. And Worsley, like, he, he counted the, the waves, like, in between waves. 18 seconds meant that it was absolutely sure that this was the open ocean, signs of the open ocean. Because anything else other than that, there's, there's also, like, these lower current phenomena that can create the illusion of the ocean swell. And a few of the guys were like, this could be that, mm. but it wasn't. It was the unmistakable ocean swell. And he well actually them into their fucking place. Right, yeah. Mansplained. Because there's only mansplaining when there's, you know, 28 men. It's all men. Well, that and he sat there, like, all day. Because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Yeah. This was both a really good thing and a really bad thing. The good news, if the packs break up in a certain way, they could launch the boats and maybe make a break for it. The bad news is the ice pack could still pressurize and crush the boats if it didn't separate enough, or if there was a change in pressure of the pack. Also, they could be swept out into open ocean into the Drake's Passage. The bad part was absolutely more possible than the ice pack just moving miraculously away. That was, that was absolutely minuscule. There was no way that was going to happen. Either way, it also meant that the ice flow that they were standing on and camped on was eventually going to break. Considering that the weight of everything on it and the fact that the ocean swell kept tipping it up like that, it, w- it was just going to snap and break at some point, like because it's going up and down like that. So they started to run drills to make sure that they could get everything together in the least amount of time. And what that did is it kind of made all of the men aware of how little food they had. All their stores could be easily fit on their boats. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And they're Lord. running around. They got those hungry bellies. Yeah, man. But the pack didn't change. So they're still sitting there. It's starting to swell. The pack is not changing. And the men were starting to get worse and worse. 
they were totally soaked through, including their sleeping bags. Everything they had was completely Fuck. soaked through. There was no moment of dryness for them, ever. And anything that was wet was, was frozen. Frozen, yeah. Frozen over. So they all have that not-so-fresh feeling. Everyone keeps on asking about the suicide gun and then being like, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't it be crazy if we all just killed ourselves, guys? Just kidding. That's part of the type five. (laughs) We all have the same type five. All the type fives just get darker and darker. (laughs) It's all about using the suicide gun. Hey, you guys ever wonder what the difference is between being alive and dead? I bet you it's way better being dead. (laughs) <laughs> they actually never really thought about, or at least they never wrote about it in their diaries, never thought about killing themselves ever. No, people were tougher back then. Yeah, these guys, again, these guys were made out yeah. of something else. Our generation constantly thinks about killing themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've never been, I've never been cold and wet my whole life. These oh. guys have. The temperature was negative 10 degrees, okay? And keep in mind, they still have the watch system because they have to watch for cracks. Because at any moment, it could break and they would have to all get up. So they need the watch system. When you got up, like, you take your boots off, your boots are frozen solid when you woke up. And you would have to, like, cram your foot into frozen-ass boots. That sounds... That sounds like Grandpa's crazy old story about how I had to walk to school up hills both ways. But this is actually true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like almost as bad as having to listen to Hop Line Bling. (laughs) (laughs) The rations were... Constantly being cut down, lower and lower. There's they were subsisting mainly on pemmican, hot powdered milk, water. I thought you were gonna see hot buckets. <laughs> no, and cold biscuits. They had like tins of cold biscuits. Typical Brits. Yeah. Wait, are they actual biscuits or cookies? That's a good question. Because I'm gonna really, assume you know, yeah. the British biscuits of cookies. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking chip. too. They made some cannibal jokes. at at, uh, marston's expense because marston was kind of the plumpest one out of all of them and they like they would like joke around him they'd be like like call pieces of him be like i got his thigh you know i got i got his ass i'd be doing that too and they'd be like marston don't go skinny on us because if we gotta eat you i'm I'm gonna have that piece of you can i can i just say yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Morrison didn't like it one bit. Yeah, fuck Morrison. And he'd see them coming, and he'd be like, oh, fuck, and he'd walk away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're going to make jokes about fat I am. <laughs> about how much they want to eat me. Except this time, they're coming around with forks and knives in hand. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Morrison, no. how come you don't have any suicide jokes in your type five? We're all hungry. <laughs> yeah. It is like that Looney Tunes thing where they look at him, and he turns into a ham. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Occasionally, fights would break out. Uh, there was one kind of big fight where they were all kind of fighting amongst themselves about really nothing. Who got to eat Morrison? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lionel Greenstreet was holding a cup of his hot milk in his hands, and somebody was gesturing wildly and knocked the hot milk out of his hands. Oh, shit. No, done that at a bar. Yeah, and everyone sat there silent because that was his ration of hot milk, dude, and it's gone now, and he wasn't a part of the fight, and so he just sat there with his cup, like, totally forlorn. But this is a testament of the kind of men these people are. A few of them, it turned into a bunch of them, refilled his cup Aww. with their hot milk. That's the right Aww. thing to do. Yeah. That's yeah. Like the My weird... wild gestures have knocked over many a 
a beer in a bar. And you do yeah. not pour your beer into their glass when you're oh, done. They you just order that. them. You put them, put your next one on my tab. That's what yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Not, Only not in Star. <laughs> well, it's exactly the same. <laughs> put some pemmican in this cup. Tell them it's to like, shut like, here's some pemmican. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the ultimate survival fat. for it, <laughs> food. Yeah. You had a beer, now you got pressed fat. You should be thanking me. Yeah. This will last months. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> die tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you alright, Chris? Sorry. He'll make it. At one point, like a giant iceberg, they almost hit a giant iceberg and they watched helplessly as it barely missed them. Because that would have been, they would have been dead if that would have happened. They, there's no way they could be have been. It would be better if it was uh, 19... The Titanic eight. couldn't even take that. No. 1912, 1911, 1911. And they're like, push it towards that way. And they're like, ooh, that was close. Yeah. And then, and then you know, that I was like... I believe it was 1910, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 1910. And yeah, well, either way, what I'm saying is that if they were the origin story for the Titanic, well, it's, Titanic a, it's a dumb fucking thing. It's stupid. Let's just cut this whole part up. <laughs> now we definitely won't. No, now it's definitely going in. Oh, jeez. And by the way, they can't get on an iceberg. Because if you get on an iceberg, A, it's nearly impossible to stay on. But if, if there's too much weight on one side, it'll Whoa. tip over. But I thought there was more under than on top. There is, but, but still, like, it'll still shift over. It's not like an ice flow. It's not like a fairly flat piece of ice. It's an iceberg. That is one list I wouldn't want to be a part of. List? Oh my god, that's a deep cut joke there. That's the second Tyler. time I've used you that joke. You did use it. Yeah. I didn't get it the when first the time. When the boat listed the first time. Yeah, that's a that's a that's ah. a term. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, a few people, uh, allow few people me to are explain what just yeah, happened. Yeah, but all here. the all the all you yeah. know, Zach, please, I'm confused. Please, Zach, explain so, Tyler's joke to so, everyone. All right, audience members. Uh <laughs> so Tyler... He made uh, a very smart joke. I'll give him credit he, for that. He, he made a very, very smart joke, and we are not so very smart boys. So when he was referring to listing, he takes his fucking hand, pointing upwards, and then decides to rock it back and forth to... Uh, simulate to the mast of the boat. Simulate the mast listing. Or the top of an iceberg, listing. Yes. I still don't it. think it's funny, and I think... Rocking from left to right. Turns out we're not that smart boy. We're not, I, think, I think we need The to history cut. boys aren't smart boys. We actually spelled boys wrong on our on our main thing. Oh, I, we, I think we, everyone, we really screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> everyone else I thought it was B-O-I-Z this whole time. Somehow I made it through public school. Everyone's <laughs> been spelling it wrong. We're the only ones spelling it right, baby. Yeah. At one point... Ordley's actually collapsed while they were working because Ordley's, he was the storekeeper, keep in mind, and he had this fear that is totally justified of starving to death. Hmm. So he would keep his rations, like, in his pocket, like, a chunk of it, <laughs> so he could, like, save it for later, and he had only eaten half of his rations, and his rations were really small, so he collapsed, and he, he later recovered, but, I mean, it shows you kind of how desperate they're getting. Right. Are you guys ever afraid of I had this crazy irrational fear of starving to death. <laughs> yeah, it's not irrational. Well, everyone's it's a completely rational fear. Everyone's in this case. had like half a sugar cube and like a fucking thimble Pop full milk. of pemmican. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, dude, we're all afraid of starving to <laughs> yeah. death. 
Man, that's how I feel whenever I get home and I don't want to cook. I'm like, God! I know. Yeah. Like nothing I, here. I'm going to starve. Yeah. yeah. I've never been this hungry. And just plain scared. You've never... <laughs> I'm spoked. You've never been totally ripped before either. These I'm guys the must territory. have been. Yeah, they must have looked sick without their shirts. <laughs> so on March 26th, they were down to one half pound of pemmican. A half ration of watered-down milk. And they were running out of blubber, so sometimes it wasn't always hot. And if it was a really cold day, you get a lump of sugar for breakfast. Mm. And, of course, the seal and or penguin hoosh for dinner. How and big a it. lump of sugar are we talking? Maybe like a small ice cube or like small a cube? sugar cube. Yeah, sugar cube. Sugar cube is sugar. Nice. Yeah. I live in the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> See, but what no one knows is that each one of those sugar cubes had a single drop of liquid LSD on Nice. Yeah. Fucking seeing those seeing music some, notes. You see some stuff. You know? Yeah. See Frodo flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> <laughs> they kept seeing more cracks ominously form on their flow, and they're like, they're looking around, and there are no more decent flows. No more. There's no way. There's not a flow to be found. Yeah. All whack-ass flows. <laughs> so the flow finally split, and the frantic men worked to get everything to the larger flow. They, there was a food store on one side that had to be tossed across. Actually, at one, the, I, I forget at which point, at which time, but there was one time where it cracked right underneath a tent, and the guys like piled out, and it was at night. You know, this is, again, the Antarctic winter. So it was at night, and all these guys are, like, trying to... They're trying to put on their boots and trying to find which boot is theirs, trying to put on the clothes that there is theirs. And they're, and they're all trying to figure that out. And the tent... <laughs> what? What? What is so fucking funny? I just see <laughs> having to frantically find my shoes. I'm, just, I'm thinking about the guy who's got one boot on, and is, he has one foot on each ice flow, and maybe one boot's on the one that's far away, and they're splitting apart, and he's like, whoa! No, 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 no. Because <laughs> that, immediately, that's the first thing I imagined. I'm sorry. But, uh, so, I'm sorry. the tent, the, the tent, though, it was Shackleton's own tent, and he's out there shouting orders, you know, like, trying to get everyone in order. He notices that, oh, shit, there's still a guy in the tent. And... The tent went under with the guy still in his sleeping bag. Because, again, you're exhausted, you're cold all the time. And he started to go under, uh, the, the two flows splitting apart. Now, keep in mind, these flows could, at any moment, clash together and smash anything that was in between. Shackleton himself miraculously reached down in, pulled the guy out of his sleeping bag, tangled up in the sleeping bag and in the tent, and pulled him out. And sure enough, the two flows smashed together right after he got him out. Saved the dude's life. And he was completely frozen. Completely frozen. Either that or he was like, I, I, the, I, I, I thought it, this was the moment. This is the moment oh, that yeah. I was going to be free. Yeah. And you robbed me of that. <laughs> yeah. You robbed me of that, Shackleton. They, they, there was no way of getting him warm, so they, they, they walked him around the ice flow just to get him warm from moving around. Just mm-hmm. his blood flowing. And that's the only way they could get him. That guy hated everyone there. Yeah, he was completely frozen. Keep on walking around, man. Keep on walking around. He's like, you motherfuckers. I thought thought this was it. Sweet release. I got nothing back at home. (laughs) You got that bullet says Frank on it? (laughs) 
So again, at a very low point in their rations, the sea leopard poked its head up, and Frank Wilde, like, whipped around and saw it. And he was right next to his tent, luckily, pulled out his gun, took a knee, and fired and shot this giant sea leopard. And boom, they had another thousand pounds of meat. They had two weeks of blubber, and inside of the, the, the sea leopard were 50 undigested fish. Nice. So, boom, fish. it was a game changer. And Fucking their moods, baby burden, that shit. Yeah, dude, their moods changed instantly from complete and utter despair to, hey, all right, it's a lot easier to survive on a full stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fun fact. Yeah. That, that sea leopard was like, I've come to tell you, there's a kingdom to the north. I will give you rides. Come with me and I will bring you warmth and hunger. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. its brains up. This dumb animal has fish inside its yeah. belly, guys. <laughs> uh, but, but now, because of this whole uh, cracking incident, there was a new watch system. And half the men would be Four hours on, and then four hours off. Free to do whatever you wanted for those four hours off. But you switched constantly. Oh, I'm going to be fucking around on my four off. And a lot of men did, because how are you supposed to sleep? Yeah. Four hours, freezing ass fucking cold, how are you supposed to sleep? Especially paranoid. And so on on these watches, the men were allowed one luxury. The one ones waiting around. It was a single match. So they all gathered around it with their meager stores of tobacco, and they all smoked their pipe. And it was their little little luxury that they could have. That sounds good. Standing that sounds there. Occasionally, one of the men would say, I have an additional match. And when they'd be like, where? And he'd be like, my butt in your face. And then they'd all <laughs> high five. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Yeah. So before the flow was about a mile wide. Now, since it cracked... Is about 200 yards across. Oh, no. no. God damn it. Yeah. And it wasn't long before the swells of the ocean to the north made the ice flows rise up and down and break apart again. The launch of the boats into the open water would be foolish because the, the ice packs were not opening. So they waited. They waited. And Patience Camp continued to crumble more and more day by day. And they had to wait. Patience Camp was now 100 feet or 100 yards, excuse me, by 120 yards by 90 yards in sort of a triangle shape. Oh, Everyone God. was standing, like there's no way you could actually set and up. And one a guy was camp. constantly telling people to get the fuck out of the way because he's measuring the ice float that they're standing on, and they're getting in the way. <laughs> they're messing up his measurements. Again, nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you may as so well. So I'm just gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, like, you're not standing on solid ice at this point. It's starting to, like, crumble beneath you. So you're standing in pools of water now. This thing is going to sink at any moment. Still. Why didn't they just get in the boats? Because the ice pack hasn't cleared. And again, it would be ridiculous to get in the boats because the ice pack would crush you. No, like, if, if rather than standing... In fucking melty snow, ice and everything. The just, weight, the weight would sink the, the weight, boat down further. Yeah, you have then, to you have to evenly distribute the weight across the flow, or you're gonna either tip the flow or right. break the flow again. Okay. Why the, you go? Why still, go here? still, Shackleton had 
to wait. But that stowaway is uh, really biting himself yeah, right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> he was now totally a full-fledged member of their yeah, crew. Yeah. You know, like, just... everyone accepted him. But yeah, oh, that would suck to make that decision. Like, I, I made a, that was a misstep. If they did leave that ice flow, it was the only decent one anywhere near them. And once you left it, there was no going back. So he had to pick the right moment to do it. And after 14 months as a whole from Ocean Camp to now, 14 months on the ice, on April 8th, the ice pack opened up miraculously. They didn't know how long it was going to open up, and the order was given to launch the boats and to make a desperate try for either Clarence or Elephant Island. And that is where we're going to leave you for part two of Shackleton and the Endurance. Why would you go there? Why (laughs) would you go there? Because I want to be famous. The call of of adventure, Adventure, dog. You can put a two-liter bottle in your butthole and put it on TikTok and be just as famous as these guys. <laughs> these days. These days. Honestly, probably these days be more famous for that. Yeah. yeah Nobody remembers Shackleton. That's why we're telling you That's about why it. we're telling you. If some guy was like, hey, He's way d- cooler than anyone on TikTok. I'm going to tell you that right Pop, now. Popping up on YouTube. <laughs> I can't hey name guys, a single person on I'm in the Antarctic. Because I'm fucking in my 30s. Because I'm an adult. Got a top 10 list. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know what TikTok is, really. It's a thing. Like people lip sync, I guess. I think so. Is that a thing? They lip sync. People go to act like idiots on the internet. There's oh. a lot of dancing. They dance. Great. There's a lot of dancing. Ted dancing. That's a uh, Ted that's dancing. A, <laughs> that's a hard pass for the old Jer man. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> My but, wife and I like to watch TikTok videos while we fall asleep and mock the kids. I thought you were gonna say what we fuck. What we fuck. Whoa. Whatever those dance moves are. Yeah. So anyway, thank you again for listening. We got more for you. Like, like, and subscribe. Whatever it is, all the bullshit. Follow us on all the bullshit. We got the Instagrams and we got the, the Twitters Instagrams, and the Facebooks. All the bullshit. Uh, uh, feel free to se- uh, send us a singing telegram. Um, sure. Yeah. Send us a telegram. Yeah. Oh my god. Send us uh, a telegram. Like if you if you hate our podcast, yeah. send us a singing telegram about why. Otherwise, we're not going to read your thing. Yeah. And like, it will mean so much more to us. It's like, if that's you guys case. suck. You guys are like toxic assholes. We're not you, toxic. They might think that. That's subjective. <laughs> I, I feel like that's weird toxic. that you went there, I'm though. A nice I mean, guy. yeah, I'm, we're all really nice guys. I mean, you know, I, well, like, I, I just, I'm I, not saying you guys are toxic assholes. I know I'm, I'm a nice the person guy. person who sends a thing, he thinks that. <laughs> Some uh, future man said that. Some uh, future man. <laughs> Yeah, give give us a review. You know, send the, us an email. Send us an email. Fucking uh, write a comment. Some shit. History yeah. boys flags. Smoke signals. Okay, but history boys podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, signing off, Jerry Nash. Th- again, thank you for listening to History Boys. I'm Tyler. I'm a history boy. <laughs> I'm Chris Whedon. I'm Zach, and uh, yeah. Zach's cool. a history boy. I'm we do it at the boy. end too, right? Yeah, we do. Right. We we do do it at the end. We do it. We've been doing it. We Ev- keep doing it. Everyone's been drinking. All right, all right. Enjoy the end music that Zach wrote. It's very strange. It's, it's so good. I'll Love see you bye. next time. All right, see you next time.
บาย